NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Boys. Yeah. Hello, the boys are here. They're nervous. They're calm. Boysies. Get rarer. Why is this happening to me? Me. We're not getting Maccas and you can blame my son. <laughs> Get a few today, did you? It's great to contractually be obliged to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Is anyone going to listen to this or what? No, I actually don't know what, what happens in third grade. <laughs> you either get nude, get in the shower, or we're throwing all your cook gear in, bro. Yeah, I was like, no chance I'm going to bowl you. 19th century Pax Britannica. This is it. This is the only thing that matters to two members of the big three. That's now the big one because India earned 38% of all ICC revenues. Sure, there's the World Test Championship final before then. That's basically a warm-up game for the real thing. Will Anderson be fit? Not to be confused with Australian comedian Will Anderson, of course. Will Archer ever play again for the Mumbai Indians? Will Root score his first 100 against Australia since 2015? And what does baseball mean for the monarchy and old sausage fingers, Chuck? And that's exactly the point of these ashes, Pez. The dying embers of a format, literally the ashes. Can they do it against our boys? Sure, they've done it against every team home and away and produced heroic, historic results that have revived the format so it remains in the top 10 most popular sports in the verdant motherland. But can they do it? against Captain Woke Cummins, Hazelwood, if he's fit, Stark, if he plays, Lion, Crocodile Dundee, The Hemsworths, Hugh Jackman, Harold Holt, Farlap, Gallipoli, Slouch Hats, The Akubra, Margot Robbie, The Pavlova, Banjo Patterson, Doug Bollinger, Rupert Murdoch, Underneath the Southern Cross I stand, a sprig of wattle in my hand, a native of my native land, Australia, you fucking beauty. Second verse, same as the first. I'd like to see them try. Sam Perry, can they do it against our boys? Yeah, I'd like to see them try it against us. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. I wouldn't have thought so. Against Gallipoli, please. I, yeah. Yeah, they got it. Yeah, they got it done against every other opposition. Sure. In all manner of circumstances. Sure. Okay. So what? Some of those teams higher ranked than ours at the time. Right. Okay. But start Cummins Hazelwood rolling in, yeah? <laughs> Please. Please. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's good to be talking about it. Oh, isn't it isn't just? It? Isn't it just? Hey, it's great to be back. I hope you've enjoyed your holiday um, that we've been taking, obviously, because there's been no cricket on. 
Uh, no cricket's been played anywhere, so it's been nice to take a break. This episode is brought to you by Budgie Smuggler, budgiesmuggler.com.au. For all your swimwear needs, I'm talking hats, shirts, stubby holders, and introducing Pez, Budgie Smuggler's mystery box. Jump online. You already know the website. You're starting from $30. You get a mystery box of Budgie Smuggler items. That offer ends this week. That's all I want to say on that. That's budgiesmuggler.com.au, but it's great to have Budgie back on board. Isn't it? People may have listened to that and thought, he goes as use an old agenda. <laughs> he goes as he goes, yeah. gone for the pro former agenda. Can Australia win the World Cup at home? <laughs> but Budgie's back on board. They are going to be backing TGC Deluxe during the Ashes. Yeah. So they're going to be with us all the way through. Hell yeah. Uh, to August. So, um, yeah, stay tuned for some Budgie offerings, promotions, etc. cetera. Uh, I hear it's a summer of smuggling in the UK, uh, but it's just, a, it's just a little whisper for now. Right, okay. It's just a little whisper, but great to have him back. Okay, on the show, we're obviously talking about the Ashes. We're talking about the World Test Championship final. We're talking about the Australian summer schedule, which has been released. That's for the men and for the women. We're also talking about the IPL, bit of a catch-up there, and some ICC distribution chat in terms of finance. That's before we get into hashtag AskTGC. On the show is Adam Zampa and Barney Rone, two of our favourite guests are on the show this week. To bring it back, to bring back the summer of love in an Ashes summer. Fuck yeah, an Ashes mm. summer. And I'm excited for it, Pez. But in the meantime, just a couple of announcements off the top here because things we need to say. Yeah. Things we need to say, especially in terms of live shows. People are like, people are like, hey, you guys said, you guys said, nah. Yeah, when, when are you out to the UK? Uh, when are you out to the UK? You going to the UK? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> See a doctor. <laughs> Tickets left. He goes for Melbourne. We got a couple of shows before we go to the UK. Yeah, Melbourne and Sydney. Sydney's gone. Sold gone. Out. Get See it, you later. Get out of here. Couple tickets left for Melbourne. I think not, there's about fifty tickets left many. for Melbourne. Not many. Yes. <clears throat> uh, and also, just just with Melbourne, that's that is two nights before the first Ashes Test match in yeah, Edgebaston, right. June fourteenth, June fourteenth, Wednesday night, yep. Corner Hotel. Yeah. Uh, announce some guests soon. Um, probably could have done it now, but hadn't thought about it. Ah, now, whatever. Second night in Birmingham. He goes. So we've got two shows in Birmingham. Right. Second night in Birmingham. What about Cu- the first night? Couple tickets left. First night, gone. See you later. Get, Get out, out of here. here. Have a look at the second night. <laughs> 19th of June. Leeds, couple tickets left. Uh, that is on the 24th of June. And then Sunday night in London at Alley Pally, mm-hmm. also home to gigs by Elton John, Lord, and the Darts. Uh, yeah. I think of a few nights before we're there, Fatboy Slim's there. So it's a, yeah. it's a famous double act. That's right. Like like me after I do cardio. But uh, <laughs> anyway, a couple of tickets for Ali Pally. Not many, though. Uh, the other two London ones, gone. Get out of here. Sold out. Get out. See ya. Pack them. <laughs> I'm doing interviews with packing them. Uh, nine shows. We're doing nine live shows. Nine shows of the best. In, in, com- completely new shows. Nine Completely new guests, yeah. just about. Uh, and yeah. uh, looking forward to announcing those guests as well. Right. Some, uh, some, some big hitters. So if you want to come along to those live shows, where do you go, Pez? You go to gradecricketer.com, scroll up to live shows, click it, or you can type in gradecricketer.com forward slash live hyphen shows. Okay? If that's how you want to do it, you want to do it pure like that. Right, okay. But just it's click, analog. Just, just click it. Just yeah. click it and find it. That's where you go. Okay, so it's Melbourne, couple of tickets less, night two, Birmingham, Leeds, Sunday night in London. All the dates are there at greatcricketer.com. And Pez, just a shout out for the new line of merchandise, which has dropped, which is running all the way until May 23. May 23 is the last day you can get your orders in for this limited edition three shirts. Um 
that are on offer. They, they are the Joel Wilson Institute, Cam Green's Two Meters, and Chop King Cologne. Again, greycricketer.com forward slash shop. Again, if you want to go analog, greycricketer.com for all your grey cricketer needs, wants, and something in between those two things. Mm. So Joel Wilson Institute, Cam Green's Two Meters, Chop King Cologne, up until May 23. It's a limited edition run. You'll get it in a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, now, finally, before we get into the Ashes, a shout-out for our dear friends, Patreon, uh, and, and our dear patrons, generally speaking, who are keeping this fair production alive in many ways. You get Watto's Wrap every week, which covers uh, what's been happening in the IPL every week, the audio for that. You're going to get World Test Championship Final dailies and the build-up for the Ashes, obviously dailies for the Ashes. We are in the UK for the first two test matches. Edge Bastard and Lords will be doing it from the UK. Obviously, we're not going to pop home to do the dailies. That would be insane and also wouldn't work given what's happening with, um, you know, time travel and such. Um, you also get hashtag RCTC Fridays every single week. That's what you get at patreon.com forward slash great cricketer. For supporting TGC, you also get people have had, um, you know, pre-sale tickets for live shows, discount tickets for live shows as well in Australia and the UK. Discounts on merch. Merch as well. Thank you. Generally uh, first to hear stuff. Right. Okay. So you're just sort of joining the community for TGC yeah. and supporting and TGC through these wonderful times. Mm. Okay. The Ashes. Yes. The Ashes. Well, Let's where does go. one begin? Do you want to have? A, do you have any uh, initial thoughts about the Ashes? First, we've, we've taken a bit of a break from the podcast after the Border Gavaskar series. Uh, I think it's been. I think it was the end of March, sometime yeah. that much. It's been about two months yep. since then. Obviously, the IPL has been kicking off, yep. uh, and also knocking about. Mm. But it's time for the Ashes. It's time for the real stuff. People are tuning back in. They want to know what Sam Perry's thoughts are about said Ashes. Go. Fuck. Fuck. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a that's lot. A, that's a lot. And I, I think we have to like sort of tiptoe into this a little bit. Now, fuck it. Let's crash on in. Mm. This is the last ever Ashes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last ever Ashes. This is the last mm. time mm. Australia will travel on a boat yes. to England. Yes. And it will do so because a selector has invited you to play and you've said yes. Right. The next time they go, yeah. you are going to need permission, need a permission from slip. a cement company owning mm -hmm. man who also controls the Seattle Orcas in the MLC. That's right. Okay? Now, they are well. strange words to people who just want to follow the Ds in the winter, right. but shit is changing in cricket. Oh, big okay? time. Mm -hmm. Okay, shit is changing in cricket, yeah. uh, and that is why this is this is actually winner takes all. If you've ever been at school, mm -hmm. played last goal wins yep. or whatever, this is it. This yep. Ashes is the last time we able ever be able to play this properly. Now, some might say, well, you know, the the march of progress halts for no one. The game always changes; it always evolves. Timeless tests, you know, initiations with people's wives, mm. uh, soft signals, eight ball overs, soft signals, six ball overs, IPL. <laughs> It always marches on. Four-day tests. Ireland's involved for a bit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> One of those things you said stands out from the others, if I'm honest. <laughs> well, they're rumours, but... <laughs> yeah, that, that's an allegation. Uh, that we keep going back to. Mm. But, um, but this is the last normal, proper Ashes series. Can and you I imagine the state of what this series is going to be in four years' time, the next time Australia are mm. due to go back to England in 2027? Wow, hell. What is... Know what that's got to do with it. <laughs> What what has what is this tournament going to be like? And it's a tournament now. I mean, yeah. one literally, might be. literally one of the Rajasthan owners said the other day. Uh, the Rajasthan Royals owners yeah. said that uh, it should be like Wimbledon. Yeah, once a year. We, once a year. So it might be in England. So yeah. I don't know what that means for the Australian summer. Well, what does it mean for Wimbledon? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Rajasthan's going to get its mitts into Wimbledon? Yeah. Everyone's <clears> wearing pink all of a sudden. That's right. Yeah, Djokovic versus Jaiswal. Uh, now, 
So that's that's how I'm uh, that's how I'm seeing this ashes, as you said beautifully up the top. Love that monologue. Uh, that tr- truly the dying embers, potentially the ashes yes. of international cricket, yeah. has finally come home to roost. You know, the, the ashes are are ahead of us. Yeah. Uh, so that should be rise for um, excitement, but also deep sadness and uh, mm. maudlin kind of existentialism. All those emotions that you know we all flip between from minute to minute. I do think though, though it is winner takes all. If mm. Australia do win it, it still stays at Lords. I hope that's oh, clear. It was a gift. Yeah, we. <laughs> it, was it was a gift. It was delivered at Sunbury. Okay, it's ours. It was delivered to Ivo Bly in Sunbury, yeah. and it's ours. That's ours. It's not for you. Mm. That's what the man at Lords said to me. Mm. I don't know how he was alive, <laughs> but good luck to him. <laughs> didn't he didn't work there? But good luck. <laughs> So he's just sleeping in the nursery. There's a punter walking around the gift shop just like me. It's from Chester, west of Manchester. Plummy accent. Did you have a friend Peter by any chance? It's right for the patrons. Mm. Um, Peter. Yeah, anyway, okay, so let's. I'll okay, just, so that, that's setting the that's scene. That's setting the scene. But you want to, like, sh- shall we drop down a little bit into, like, you want to go squads? You Like, how do you want to walk into this? I mean, I've just got on the agenda the squads. Okay. Um, okay, so Australia's squad for the World Test Championship final and the first couple of test matches in the Ashes, the last ever Ashes. Pat Cummins, Boland, Carey, Green, Harris, Hazelwood, Head, Josh Inglis, Kawaja, Marnus, Lyon, Mitch Marsh, Todd Murphy, Renshaw, Steve Smith, Mitch Stark, David Warner. There's a couple of guys floating around the squad. Your Bancrofts, your nieces. Guys in the country. Guys in the – yeah, they're in in the country. I like that about the Ashes as well. That's Mm. traditional. Mm. You're not in the side, but you're knocking about the country. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you need me? Oh, yeah. yeah, You're basically basically in the squad if you're playing county cricket, or as I call it, third grade. You weren't invited to the house party, but you're at the service station around the corner yeah. getting a frozen coat. Yeah. It never happened to me, but you retired many years ago. Call, waiting for the call. You retired many years ago, but you've still got the boots in the car. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You want a game and you're yeah. already there. Yeah. How do you already <laughs> <laughs> with your whites on? <laughs> um Big news for uh, English fans on Twitter. Uh, Steve Smith's averaging 16 so far for Sussex. I don't Is think I've, I've ever seen a dismissal played more times when he was at LBW in that game that would hit him in the fucking dick. Uh, and, and it was just like, oh, okay, well, that's very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, and that's a, and that, that's a huge oversight from us already on this podcast. I mean, one nil, one nil England, I say. Of course. Mm. And But also, how good is it to have the county championship back? Yeah, well, yeah. again, yeah, third grade. Um, Amanus is playing for Glamorgan. Honestly, you go on Twitter. I mean, like, who is running the social accounts for the county championship? Because, like, every time I see a highlight package, it's like, look at this brilliant bit of keeping from this guy up to the stumps. And there's a guy buying 95Ks an hour. And it's like, this, it's a, it's a 6 3 field. And he's buying one side of the wicket. And uh, it's like, oh, this is, this is high level. If it's not that, it's guys buying double bounces. Yeah. Um, it's Stuart Broader, non strikers, and with his hands on his hips as the yep. ball runs in. Yeah. It's fucking classic. I mean, I mean I'm sure, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure. Uh-huh. I'm sure it's good, but you know, I guess my point is, it's going to hurt when that beats Australia in the Ashes. That 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 feeder competition uh, beats Australia in the Ashes. Um, but uh, yeah, so Australia's squad. Um, yeah. I suppose the talking points, for the most part, is is Dave Warner. How many chances mm. is Dave War- Dave Warner going to have? I think people know the team uh, for the first test, with obviously fitness uh, aside. But um, well, actually, no, I say that Stark only played one test match four years ago. Yeah, played at Old Trafford. That was it. Look, you're reading the team. The team is the team. The team's that's, the team. And that's a good thing about mm. the Aussies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the, the team's the team. There's mm-hmm. not too much conjecture. Mm. Uh, it feels clean and neat and good to me. 
it's, it's what we, it's, it's what we've got. There you go. Yep. Have a crack at that. Yep. Uh, people zero in on David Warner's viability, rightly so. I think if you're 35 and you know you, you haven't scored a, a ton of runs like consistently, apart yeah. from that one double yeah. hundred which you have yeah. to put in, yeah. you know, like yeah. But what if he didn't get that? Yeah. What if he? Yeah. If I, <laughs> my grandma had wheels, she'd be a bike. You know, like uh, <laughs> like. And I thought that uh, yeah. that Candice Warner, Davey's wife, on, on the back page made a good point mm-hmm. uh, when she said if Dave doesn't perform in that first test, who do they bring in that's better? Who do you put in? Yeah, great question. <laughs> it's great. So, it's it's great. Feel great. Marcus Harris must feel great um, <laughs> hearing that. Uh, Especially when he was on the show as well. <laughs> he was on Ask the Question. It's usually Tony Squires. Uh, Poor Harry But um, Mitchell Johnson replied In the press obviously Her loyalty might be admirable But it was all a bit weird and cringy If players were only judged on their previous achievements Then Dennis Lilly would still be opening the bowling for Australia And Ricky Ponting would be batting at number three Which I'm like That'd be fucking sick (laughs) I'm kind of with Candice now Yeah Like you could go back further there Like you know Warwick Armstrong He played for Australia in 1902 They called him the big ship Oh, fuck, uh, yeah. Bold right arm, fast, medium, and leg breaks. Uh, okay. <laughs> 40 with the bat, 30 yep. with the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, tried to man-cad a New South Wales player by the name of Bull, incidentally, mm. uh, in 1915. That was 1915. Um, hell of an effort given man-cad wasn't born until 1917. Very interesting. But they still uh, the foresight. Anyway, yeah, still the foresight. So interesting. Man- he failed man-cad. Um, mm. Otherwise, Australia clean and good. Uh, you know, Warner. I mean, yeah. Like people, like people, are like oh, good Andy's career. It's like every Ashes, his career's at end. When you're 35, you got to score runs. That's mm. it. You, I'd imagine he accepts that. Yeah, just how it is. He's had a he's had an interesting IPL, uh, and that means absolutely nothing because it's in <laughs> India and it's a different format. That's right. But he's still scoring lots of runs. I think he's hit five fifties in the IPL out of thirteen innings. He's in the top. Mm. He's in the top uh, ten or eleven mm. or twelve and let, slowly scorers. But it's going, he's, playing, he's playing very slowly in, in comparison to other guys. He's averaging like a hundred and uh, sorry, striking about 125 or something like that. Right. Uh, he's got the same amount of runs as Maxwell, who's had a great IPL, really. Uh, and Maxwell's hitting him at like 180. Mm. Uh, anyway, I mean, it, he's still scoring runs I- in that format in India. It means absolutely nothing. I mean, uh, I think there's still a bit of dog in him, Warner, personally. I, I, I think there's, there's mm. he's still got that dog in him a yeah. little bit. And uh, if Stokes wants to pull out the fast flat wickets, that might work for him as well, which we'll get to. Uh, look, he goes, mm. another thing on Australia. Yeah. We're going to get to England in a second. Well, yeah, yeah, we will. I, just to that point, I think the story of the Ashes so far is just it's it's England. England are the story, mm. you know? Like what's happened in the last couple of years ever since Stokes took over, mm. the run they've been on, 10 wins out of 12 or whatever it's been, winning all around the world, like and, and the revolution that is the style of cricket they're playing is the story. And Australia haven't really said anything. And there's been heaps of – which is unusual, apart from Glenn McGrath, who said there's obviously going to be 5-0, um, as, as is his want. So – yeah, e- England feels a story and doesn't really feel like there's much to talk about except for Steve Smith getting LBW. Well, I noticed the other day, um, like Tom Morris broke the story that uh, Australia will have no tour games, just like yep, just like with India and a bit of consternation around that. And a couple of older guys are like, no, nah, you probably need to play a game or two. Uh, they, yeah. they do have a game. It's a test match against India. Uh, that's right. Test Championship final. Is that a dead rubber? Oh, that's a what? Okay, they play for something. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's either a dead rubber or something really important, depending on the result. We'll be able to say afterwards. That's right. Uh, that's right. A, a warm up or a reward. Yeah. But uh, got to tell you, if, in, if India win that game, it's going to save Test cricket. I mean, what New Zealand did last year or a couple of years ago by winning that final, I mean, it's actually a disgrace. It actually ended the game. Because if India won it, then we'd, yeah. we'd really care about it. Well, you know, that's New Zealand for you, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> what does that mean? Damn you, Ross Taylor. <laughs> 
no, uh, no, no two will get. Look, I, I don't think it's like I, I think it's a, um, it's a result of the squeeze of the schedule. Really, I think they'd love to play a hundred county games and, uh, you know. Do a bit of <laughs> clock up a few k's off the field as well <laughs> for those yeah. who are able. Oh yeah, what, what about? What, I mean, what about also about fifteen rounds of golf? <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. You know, instead of, they, they could play a game before the India World Test Championship final in England, or or they could go on a sticks tour. <laughs> they get the sticks. Oh, out. you brought your sticks, haven't you? Hey, Matt, guy, hasn't brought his sticks. <laughs> oh, the Ashes, give me your sticks. Get a lot of this bloke yeah. brought his sticks. Hey, eighteen holes. Get the clubs out. Put down at Wandsworth. They 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 just they just really both teams just really oh, mate, really love their mate, golf. These huh? pro athletes they love their golf. They're fucking sick for They're it. Sick for golf. Yeah. And tell you what, I love my golf. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But if I was a professional athlete, I'd probably be focusing the task at hand. Maybe a couple of net sessions. Maybe a county stint. Or maybe just bring the sticks over. Eighteen holes. I, couple on the par. Job done. Six points in a song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I happen to think it's like probably the most relatable part of these guys these days. Like it isn't it isn't wanting to play golf instead of cricket. Forgetting mm. as golf, like mm. it's a tacit admission that like I just would like to reduce the amount of time I'm playing this game. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, it is relatable, yeah. Like, like when when you're not in the side, you're like, how can you not want to just eat cricket balls and just play cricket forever? But like yeah. quite obviously they're like they're trying to get games done early so they can get out and have a fucking you know yeah. early tea time. Yeah. Uh, and all that sort of yeah. cliched rubbish. I think, that was, like, I think that was most of the point of the hundred to just shorten the competition. So I try, right. try and get nine holes we'll, in, the, in the evening. We'll come on to that. <laughs> but uh, golf golf looms large for this Ashes Tour as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a and big the, one. Yeah. Uh, Basically the Ryder Cup. Yeah. <laughs> but Australia's in it now. I, still, I think that, you know, you do know the feelings. Like, you know, like you talk to the Aussie cricketers and like, what's your favourite sport? It's like, well, cricket would be in the top three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, you want to talk about some England stuff? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, so England squad's not been announced yet, um, but the last match they played in New Zealand, that was the one they lost by uh, one run in that crazy game. So the, the 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 team, the 11 for that game was Crawley, Duckett, Pope, Root, Brook, Stokes, Folks, Robinson, Broad, Leach, and Anderson. Obviously in, there, in and around as well, I think Matt Potts is supposed to be brought back. Yeah into it um mark wood will obviously play a role i think wokes is expected to play some role um then there's archer who i don't think i don't i don't see how he'll ever play test cricket again for me mm. um ollie stone is again one of those guys around it but he's torn his hamstring so he's, he's at least out for the first month i believe of the ashes so he, he's unlikely to play a role as well i suspect so those are the guys that are so keep mood i think he's, so he's, he's in and around he's in and around yeah He's in and around. So those are some names there. Um, I suppose the uh, Tim Wigmore broke the story. I think it was last night, Australia time, that Bairstow is likely to keep, yeah. and therefore you'd suspect batting at seven. Keep him bat seven. Now, yeah. Ben Stokes has said a while ago that he thinks he knows the team. There's going to be flat decks, 59-metre boundaries, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, Stuart Broad said the last series was void. Um, but uh, so I, you, you would suspect then it's going to be Crawley, Duckett, Pope, Root, Brooke, Stokes, Bearstow, and then your bowlers will revolve around. Yeah. I mean, Mark Wood will rotate play. through the three quicks and leech. And leech yeah, yeah. I think that's so. About that's right. that's about right. It's a pretty good team. Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, I think. I mean, Broad kicked it off, didn't he? Kick, yeah. He kicked off the the yeah. war of words. War of words. You know? yeah. And uh, and I just got the impression. I mean, I'm just I'm just kind of aping what the. Um, the English press said, and and, mm-hmm. the, and the English guys online just you know, Broad he's good, isn't he? Oh, isn't he good? Because he said, he oh, said isn't he uh, good? 
yeah, he, he he said the series was void, you know, yeah. to him because it wasn't sort of high level of nah. COVID, and yeah. uh, that's you know that's you know we know what Brody's up to, oh. don't we? Isn't, isn't he's, he good? He's brilliant, isn't he? Brody, good? absolutely um, brilliant. That's genius. Play, playing tricks on us Aussies oh. with his you know patrician wit. Oh, fuck, know? we're dumb, aren't we? Danny? Yeah, yeah, fuck, we're dumb. And that you know that <laughs> there's no. Uh, the thing is, you know, when, Bro- when Brody sort of you know, oh, when he's on, uh, when he when he, oh. bring, when he brings the rod out, you know. <laughs> uh, done it again. Uh, and know, as, the, as as Australia, you challenge that. What, what are you? Oh, there's no there's no possible Australian. Res- there's actually no possible <laughs> yeah. Australian response. Oh, I love to say that rattled. That won't get, rattled. Yeah, some oh. some knob in saying that you're rattled. Oh, yeah. You know, with, uh, with four uh, fish hook emojis. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, oh, love to actually, see it. you know, like I I found it like what I like about it with these particular ashes is like it, like what Broad's doing is quite like novel and endearing because mm. like there's so much revolutionary zeal about this England side now like people in Australia mm-hmm. if you're listening to this uh, England have been playing this thing called baseball now we don't know that because it happens when we're asleep and we also follow Aussie rules yeah that's right, right? but so, so all Australia knows about England mm-hmm. this is inciting for, for English people yeah. is that like you guys come out here once every four years and yep. we fucking destroy you yep. and then that's what you are yep. to us yep. anything you do in and around that is um, not like validated, known, acknowledged. Yeah. It's your know, unrecognized, your failed state. Yeah. Right? In terms of cricket. They're basically St. Kilda Football Club. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Which footy uh, club's Stuart Broad? Yeah. Put St. Kilda's going okay this year. And that, no, that's, maybe that's, that's the true. point. That's the that's point. Uh, <laughs> but like this, the, the truth is that there's like so much <laughs> revolutionary zeal about this England side now. You yeah. know, like it's all about going at five and a half and over. Mm-hmm. Basball, like playing, they're playing, in, this England side is now playing not just for winning the Ashes, but like an altogether higher, superior purpose of saving cricket itself. Yeah. Like England are the good guys. Yeah. Like, and, and they have styled themselves this way. And mm. so what Broad has done, I find it like out of kilter with that. Like it's kind of old world. Like McCullum wears sneakers, you know, um, Harry Brook will hit his first ball for six. Like, Wood's going to bowl 100 mile an hour. Like, it's all new. It's all rock and roll. Mm. Broad's doing this, like, old school war of like yeah. war of words hype. You know, yeah. like, he bowls early 130s. He's re- but, so he's had to try and fit into this. Like, he's reinvented himself as the Nighthawk. Yeah. He's employing PR to, like, fit into this revolutionary regime. And I'm all for it because, like, I, I just think Stuart Broad's great. I think he, I love how the legs pump. He's lion-hearted. He his goes, vibes. He goes. His vibes. He goes, he goes big in big games. Yeah. He's old school. Mm. Uh, I'm just. I just think he's working very hard to fit into the new stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I see. I see. I'm going to definitely agree with him that nothing. Nothing was high level about those ashes. I completely agree with that. <laughs> that was. That was. That was the worst England team I've ever seen in my lifetime. Now, like that doesn't. I'm just a fucking dickhead on the internet. Doesn't mean anything. But like yeah. that, it was. It was yeah. bad, wasn't it? But I. Uh, but to your point, Pez. I, I mean, I. But that's because it wasn't high level because of COVID, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just I feel like uh, it, it's hard to place this New England team because it's, you know, Stokes and it's happiness and it is rock and roll. And to me, it just makes more sense when England is basically Jacob Rees-Mogg. Yeah. Like, that makes more sense to me. Exactly. Like that just, just fucking some to, uh, posh twat on a, like, lying down in, uh, you know, in Parliament. Yeah. And Australia is the honey badger. You know, we're sort of like we're brash and we Australia's croco- crocodile Dundee. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We speak uh, in, in jingoistic terms. Yeah. Um laconic. Dumb, yeah. Dumb, alcoholic, yeah. sweary. Yeah. Uh big yeah. knife. Yeah, I like slouch that. hat. Yeah. Also Gallipoli. That's right. And England's Jacob Rees Mogg. That's right. Yeah, Lying with down the, with the Benny Hill music. <laughs> 
Except our comment, yep. our, our captain is, you know, talking yeah. about saving the world with climate change. Yeah. And 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 I can't figure out like yeah. And England's been arrogant. Yeah. Everything's fucking upside down with this shit. Yeah. It's like England I, are being arrogant. I feel I've, I've not seen that before. Yeah, it's. It feels wrong to me, mm. but like this is the new. This is this the is way the Brendan McCullum's released them yeah. somehow or some shit. This is the new stuff. Australia's looking on bemused, like the fucking jock Alpha at a school, going, "What? What? Who's this fucking? His Sandy from Greece has turned up with the fucking leather pants on now, <laughs> you know, with a cigarette. Tell me about it, stud. Stubs it out, and you want to have sex with her <laughs> when you're twelve. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> she had a makeover. She was Sandra D. <laughs> what the fuck are what? you talking That's, about? It's a makeover. Okay, okay. I feel like Basball is diametrically opposed to the things that have made England good at home against Australia. <laughs> like uh, in the old world, this series would be about whether like, you know, like it's fucking sliders, like parallel universe, mm. right? Old universe, this series, like forgetting whatever the existential frightening stuff has happened in cricket. MLC stuff, Seattle Orcas, mm. you know, mm. Rajasthan, Wimbledon, right. uh, that side of things. You get rid of that. Like this series would be about whether Anderson and Broad can be chaired off at the Oval, mm. having destroyed Australia one last time right off into the sunset, Warner's career's over, mm-hmm. and England fans are going, Jimmy, Jimmy. You know, like mm-hmm. that's, that's it's, it's grey skies, mm. verdant green, green nibble, um, the kryptonite of Australia not being able to play the moving ball, that's the fucking formula for beating us. God save your king. God save your king. Barmy army, brilliant, oh, you brilliant. know, as as ever. Uh, but instead, yeah, the captain's talking about fast and flat, 59 yeah. metres, yeah. first ball six, yeah. sneakers. Where does, like, where does a 41-year-old and 36-year-old fit into that? Yeah. I just hope Stokes is being cute because I think the old way is the way you beat Australia. I think the other, I think, Look, the, I, I, think, think I think that's Green right. nibble, grey sky, Anderson broad. The Duke's ball looks, you know, a scarlet red. I'm scared. I've got to have a glass of wine. It's mm. Friday night. It's fucking four for shit. Mm. Someone puts on a rear guard. We make two ten. Root scores a hundred. Jerusalem, Bro- Jerusalem. Broad goes nuts. England, England. You know, that's that's pretty much. <laughs> they how probably it works. feel like there's many ways to skin a cat. I, I mm. mean, like because they the the way I think that they've won a heaps of games during this basball era is that they put so much pressure on other teams by scoring so quickly. Mm. I mean, they've, they've chased ridiculous scores, basically. Um, and just the way that they're batting now, because of the, the the white ball program really has then led into this red ball renaissance where all these guys can score over 100 runs per ball, mm. uh, per 100 balls. So mm. it's like... so That's I, per ball. Yeah. So, so there's the, maybe they feel like they can do it that way as well. But, but I feel like with their bowlers, yeah, with you doing, asking Broad and... Anderson to do donkey work. I mean, Anderson has that skill. To be fair, he was brilliant in Pakistan. I mean, mm. one of the things that is that is underrated and underspoken about during this era is how many wickets they've taken. But again, is that because they put so many runs on the board, or the other teams felt like they need to chase? Mm. I don't know. I mean, it, it. I suppose it is. It is at the very least interesting. But um, I mean, in terms of, in terms of the bowlers for England, um, Stokes is an interesting one because Stokes has had this knee problem for a while. He barely bowled in New Zealand and he did not look fit at all. He hasn't, he's bowled one over in the IPL for Chennai. Stephen Fleming, who is the coach of CSK, Ben Stokes' team, he has said that at the moment he is just batting cover. Stokes is also going to go home at the end of the, CSK. I've got one, one game left, which is against Delhi. I think it actually might be in the next couple of days. And he's in the squad for that game. I don't think he'll play because he hasn't played the last five or six games, I think, for CSK. 
Um, so then he's going to go home. But I wonder how much he's actually going to bowl at all. There's also some suggestion that Stokes would open the batting. Uh, no, no, I, I mean, no. I, yeah, I mean that that to me sounds fucking wild and ridiculous, uh, and just taking this thing to absolute extremes, which maybe is what the whole point of it is. I'm not really sure, but um, I, I I think Stokes is like his performances individually. I'm thinking on the top of my head. I don't think they've been fantastic for a while. Obviously, he's led the side so brilliantly, and his captaining is outstanding. I just think he's like this. He's got this Jordan esque ability. That's Chris Jordan uh, to, you know, even then when he's not fully fit, he has these performances in him, which can reach these heights of just absolute sensationalism, you know, just like uh, unbelievable performances. He has that in his locker, even when he's not fit, you know, the heavenly style games from four years ago that he can achieve these things just from sheer will. World Cup final. World Cup That's final. Oh, he's got a whole litany of, yeah. um, you know, achievements from the depths of yeah. despair. Uh, He'll get himself up. I, I think that, I think all of England are, you know they've they've made this number one priority easily. I, I think McCullum. That's one of the mm. great like uh, achievements of McCullum is that like that they are in that really cliche sense. They they're all bought in. They they are buying in deluxe. They love the freedom of how they're playing. They're completely mm-hmm. like free of the shackles of the old way that England used to play cricket. Stokes' captaincy is like very freeing and attacking and aggressive. He, I think part of why they're good with bowlers is because he's he's a bowler. He understands. Mm-hmm. He knows fields. Uh, all that kind of gear. And I think that Stokes will be fine, probably, and like, and I think he'll bowl. And I, you know, I, I think I hope that, like, I really do hope that Anderson, I think, has got like a, a minor injury and he sat out Lancashire's last game or yeah. the second innings or something. And uh, he won't I, play I, against Ireland. There's no, yeah, I just Ireland. well, he's forty one. Yeah. I mean, why would Wild. you make him do any extra work with his yeah. body that he needs to? Mm. I really hope you know that uh, that he gets up for it as well. And they haven't. They have enough in terms of bowlers. I mean, to that point, I think we both. Well, no, I won't speak for you, but I. I mean, England should win. England, England always win at home. I mean, in the Ashes, most of the time, especially in, the, in this century, the home team wins. Yeah, I think Australia had that chance four years ago. I think this this team is broadly the same amount. It's the same players, broadly speaking. Um, they had that chance to win an away Ashes four years ago, and they fucked it basically. And by they, I mean Joe Wilson. You know, like they, they, they won the heavenly game five times over. They didn't win that game. Ben Stokes won that game. Then they turned it around. They won in Old Trafford to make that 2-1 then. And then they won the toss at the Oval and Tim Payne batted on absolute row. They dropped four catches before lunch and then the game was 2-2. Mm. They ha- I think they had that chance four years ago. And that's that's how I feel about this team, this this nearly team. It's obviously a new captain. It's it's some sort of new cycle just about. Marnus was brought into the team. No, no one knew much about Marnus four years ago. But I just feel like England... Should, should England should win because they're they're the home team. They're playing excellent cricket. They've got good players. Mm. They know how to win in England, and Australia don't have a history of winning in England. So I think England should win the Ashes. Um, but to that end, uh, you know, Joe Root is an interesting character in, in England's side. Given that I read this morning, he averages thirty eight against Australia. His last hundred was against Australia. Uh, his last hundred against Australia was in twenty fifteen when he won Player of the Series in that Ashes. Um, he has scored the most runs during the baseball era. He's faced the most balls in that era. Yet his record isn't fantastic. In fact, it's well unders for, I think he will probably finish his career as the second most uh, test runs in the history of the game behind Tendulkar, probably. I think, for me, he's England's best ever batsman. I think he's better than Cook, for me. Um, 
but it's an interesting one. Like you know, uh, I guess he if he was the captain, Australia would target him. But um, but he's not the captain anymore. So I guess we've just had <laughs> yeah, to find yeah, a new way to get him he's out. Be a da- I hadn't thought about that. How dangerous <laughs> he's going to be because we can't target him. Yeah, given he's not the captain. It's you know, I mean, so many guys, English especially, don't have great records against Australia. Australia typically have good teams. Um, compared to other teams that used to play test cricket. Uh, but I'm looking at their lineup and it's like, yeah, I can see heaps of those guys going really fast hundreds, very impressive hundreds, except it's June in England and how flat are these wickets going to be? Yeah, you know, it, yeah. I, I've, I'm not sure, like, however flat you want to make an English wicket if it's if it's June and there's, there's, there's some overheads mm. and there's a bit of green knocking about, it's, there's still going to be a little bit of juice. Yeah. Uh, so... Mm. And I think that would probably work well for England. I, mm. I'm curious about because uh, we've been pushing on this a little bit, like how how much Australia's ego will be tested with baseball, right? You know, like I feel like in old regimes, not to rake up old graves, but like you know, under a buff or under a JL, mm-hmm. that would be like you know, red rag to a bull oh, yeah. with baseball. Like, this won't fucking work. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I really feel like one of the best things Australia has going for it is the. Um, the composure uh, and probably ego-free nature of McDonald and Cummins, who will probably look at it more of a more as a a, a tactical strategic challenge mm. rather than being like baited into mm. some kind of war of the chest. Mm. Uh, and I don't know how I feel about that. You know, I'm not sure if I want an Australian team going over and being out chested. Mm. Yeah, they might win five nil. But if England shows more chest, metaphorically, yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about my national identity. Uh, and I, and I still think something in me. It says something. Yeah. How, you know, okay, 5 0, we win, smart cricket, et cetera. Mm. But was it hard enough? <laughs> you know what I mean? Of Have course. we played hard enough? And why do I feel like England are benching more than us? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you so mean. So, how does Australia be smart, bench more, and mm. beat Basball? It's a hell of a challenge. It's already hard enough to win there. Yeah. And just knock around with the moving <laughs> ball, but just sort of outbench them as well now when they're trying to hit the, Sixers' first ball. Now we've got to win the right way as well. Yeah. That is going to be tricky. Yeah. Can, I, Cummins, yeah. can I raise uh, a thought that I have in my head about Australia's Please. bowling? Uh-huh. Now, Josh Hazelwood has had an Achilles injury. He's hardly played in the IPL. He is back playing for RCB in the IPL, but he has only played a handful of test matches. In fact, less than five test mm-hmm. matches over the last like mm-hmm. two or three years. Yep. Um, and they're playing six tests in seven weeks. Yep. Five in six weeks for the Ashes. Australia's bowling four years ago, they had Pattinson, obviously, was mm-hmm. a key part of that side. Um, and then Stark just played the one game. Mm-hmm. Siddle. Siddle was also there. Australia this time round, they will have, um, obviously, Scott Boland, who's done sensationally so far. Um, but he's not your typical Australian style of bowler. Um, he hasn't played away from home. He didn't play in Sri Lanka or Pakistan, did he? Am I right in saying that? Or India? Uh, uh, did he play in Pakistan? Anyway. No, he got a game in India. He I did get a game in India? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, both, he played in the first game. Okay. Oh, well. My mistake. Um, anyway, I just I, I think a huge miss for Australia. Obviously, Nisa is there as well. He's in the UK um, and took a hat-trick a while ago. Uh, but I think a huge miss for Australia is Jai Richardson, who has been recovering from, like, torn hamstrings. He didn't finish the BBL this summer, didn't play for WA when they resumed the Sheffield Shield, um, and didn't play in their – um, one day final win either, Jai Richardson. I mean, he's a guy who can bowl 150 or he can get up to 
high 140s into the 150s. Uh, I think that he's a guy that they wanted in for the Ashes for quite a while. He's been his peak of his powers now. If he'd stayed fit, he's not fit. He's not in the squad. He's not in and around the group. I think he. I think he'll be a big miss because I look at the. Uh, potential lineup. Obviously, Cam Green's huge because he's going to bowl many he overs. <laughs> that's some merchandise. Not sure it's ever come Communicating up. Communicating that. I, I can just see it's, it doesn't feel as potent to me, I suppose, is what I'm saying. I don't. Four years ago, he had the control of Siddle. He also played a key role in the bat in that partnership at Edge Bass in 2019 with Steve Smith to get his 100 and get the score up. I think Australia were eight for shit, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, eight for shit. Um. And, uh, and, yeah, I don't know how fit Josh Hazelwood is going to be to play six test matches in seven weeks. I, yeah, I don't know. I think – and Stark hardly played last time. Yeah, they got one fewer quick this time, but uh, they, they would then argue that they've got Cameron Green as well. Mm. But uh, is Cameron Green 18 overs a day if you need to, you know? Mm. Uh, he hasn't, he hasn't bowled that seen, much in Australia. Yeah, I haven't seen – Manages loads. I'm not, not picking him for his bowling. Mm. <laughs> Cameron Green in and of itself mm. uh, at this stage. Yeah. Uh, but apparently he's become the greatest. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it could that could that could be a weakness. It's a, yeah, it, it's hard to say. Uh, really, I, I think Australia, the Australian team is pretty good. I don't think there's anyone who's like just absolutely desperately unlucky to miss out. Mm. And uh, Nisa might get a game because yeah, it's very difficult to see with uh, six tests across seven weeks a scenario where the the incumbents play all of them. Yeah, you know, and even if there, if there's only one change, I would be surprised that in bowl, that is Boland coming in for Hazelwood, for example. Mm. I would still start Hazelwood. I'll still go with the chest out to begin. Hundred uh, percent. And uh, people might forget that Hazelwood was left out last time for the first test, and he was absolutely fucking snarling. Yeah, left yeah. him out of the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. The old, and the, old was the, the old bush horse was coming in at Lords with fucking absolute steam coming out of the yeah. ears, and I was, I felt good. You were into uh, it. Oh. Tease horse stuff, but uh, I know there's a World Test Championship final before, but fuck me, I'm excited for the Ashes. <laughs> I, I am excited for yeah, it. Yeah, uh, I think England will win, but I'm excited for it. England has to, yeah. It looks like they're going to pick best, though. They have to pick best, though. Uh, and um, mm. really sad about Joffre. Uh, you know, some of those skills, some of those spells to Smith, especially, were just electric. A fear, but also kind of ha- like we still always have 2019 though, because mm-hmm. that was some amazing stuff. Like mm-hmm. in a couple of years' time, that that's going to be so legendary that like it will be you know that he was bowling 170s in bare feet you know with a bunger outside <laughs> of his mouth like uh yeah uh, you know like one of those 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 musicians who, who i mean he hasn't died <laughs> but yeah, like, you know yeah. one of those 27 year old musicians who died just become immortal got no idea what albums they would have released after yeah, yeah, that yeah. <laughs> some of the tripe that would have come out for <laughs> the drugs you know the impact but still they, yeah. the, the mortality makes him immortal yeah. jeff buckley's um, fourth album absolute dog shit <laughs> I love Jeff Buckley. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, anyway, so but but yeah, it, I think it's all it's all primed. It's all primed pretty well. Just, six just, weeks out. Just on Joffre, uh, he's twenty eight. I think he is. Um, oh, and he's beaten twenty seven. Yeah, that's right. That's mm. right. Um, and he's obviously been offered this. Uh, I think most people know he's been offered a well. A, supposedly, he's been offered a contract by his IPL franchise, the Mumbai Indians, uh, which would mean that the Mumbai Indians would own him, and then that mm. he would have to get permission from the ECB if he wanted to play for England. That's how that's how it would work. Now, that's obviously the way cricket is going. Generally speaking, it's the first contract that I'm aware of that um, has dipped the toe in that water. Um, and uh, you know, he's obviously had this elbow injury, which is uh, just seems chronic. Um, but, uh, I, what I, what I think doesn't matter, but like, I, I don't know why he would ever play test cricket again. I think he's, I think he's achieved the thing that he, 
It's up to him, I suppose. Perhaps wanted to. I, yeah, yeah, it's he's, almost he's, like it's up to he him. He seemed pretty. Um, he seemed pretty upset when it was reported he'd gone back to Belgium. I mean, I think it's a point of sensitivity for him. I hope he overcomes whatever he overcomes, and you know, gets back to whatever he. He can get back to. I mean, he, he clearly with Mumbai showed he could bowl at 95 mile an hour. Yeah. It's just probably whatever pain he was feeling afterwards mm. uh, might make it difficult to get into that second spell, third spell, mm-hmm. etc. Um, so, you know, good news for Australia. No. Uh, so <laughs> one nil Australia. <laughs> yes. So one nil us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we talk to Barney Rone? Yeah. Let's talk to Barney Rone. But, prefer- but first, listen mm. to this. I'm just intrigued to see how long it sort of lasts, if it's if it's um, sustainable. 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 You know, Josh Hazelwood and Cummins and Stark are rolling in it, yeah. Is it is it gonna be the same, you know? That things can turn around pretty quick. So that for me is I think it's gonna be the ultimate test of whether whether this baseball really does work. Well, you have to make sure their skills are up to where they are, where they need to be. Baz Ball didn't work that test, um, but I don't know if you guys know, we got Ron Ball. Our biggest weakness over there has probably been the moving ball uh, and Joel Wilson. Play with, you can play with freedom. If you don't have the cattle to be able to really take the best bowls on in the world, then it could, yeah, it could just implode. The world-class bowling attack that Australia has when you come up against a world-class bowling, like world-class bowling attack with no weaknesses, is this Shane Watson saying, "Let's see if they can do it against us"? It's as simple as that. Yeah. 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 It's as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it's really going to be exposed to see whether it's going to work or not, and whether those batters in particular are skilled enough to be able to do it against consistent world-class bowlers. Yeah. That's alpha. Consistent world-class bowlers. Josh Hazelwood and Cummins and Stark are rolling in it, yeah. Consistent world-class bowlers. Yeah. But I don't know if you guys know, we've got Ron Ball. Yeah, whether this basketball, basketball really does work. Consistent world-class bowlers. Whether this basketball really does work. That's Alpha. We're with Barney Rone, Chief Sports Writer at The Guardian, or at least that's what the website says about him. Uh, Barney, how are you and how is England feeling about what seems like the last ever proper Ashes series? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine, thank you. And it's, um, it's an honour to be part of your uh, restaging of uh, Brokeback Mountain. You know, it's a great film. And I think the two of you have really got into character well there. Um, I hope that you know, I know that there was talk of looking for sponsors and Levi's nineteen eighty five have really come through for you. <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you, Barney Rone. <laughs> um <laughs> before we get into the big lineup of the summer, and by that I mean England's test against Ireland, um, can I ask you about the IPL and what people's relationship uh is with it in the UK? Do people watch it? I mean the the reason I ask and you would have perhaps heard this before, Barney, is that for, in Australia, the game started at midnight, 1am. It's the worst possible time. Um, but in the UK, I think the game's on in like in the morning or the mid-afternoon or something. So at least it's on when people are awake. But do people like the IPL in England? Um, yeah, it's on a really good time. Uh, and, you know, it's on Sky, so it's on. There's a game, <laughs> The same game is on all the time. A good game, but essentially the same game is on constantly. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I watch it, um, but that's because I work work from home. Um, uh, I I think that there's a problem with it in the. Um, I mean, they've just got too many games and too many teams now. Um, I, I was watching Alex Stewart talk about it on TV yesterday, and even Alex Stewart was saying, "Well, I, you know, if you has to watch it, he's ahead of Surrey. His players are in it. Like, well, you know, there's a bit too bit too, bit too many games, aren't there?" Um, and he's kind of uh, with it slightly. Um, I've struggled with it on a kind of like, what is the iPad actually for level this time around? Um, because. I've noticed people, there's a lot of heat on social media about around the IPL. There's so much stuff. Um, and people are clearly very interested in India. But I think the problem is that, um, why why are people interested in it? It's a problem I, I, that struck me. There seems to be a lot of stuff about individual players. There seems to be a fetishizing of individual players. Individual players have a fan base. Um, there's always a thing about so-and-so has had a row with Coley. It's like a, it's like a soap opera. And I just don't know if that's something that people in this country are going to get into. Um, that I saw that Sanju Sampson has done something wrong this week and all oh, Sanju Sampson's fans are standing up for him. Some other people are standing up for Joe Root. There seems to be this kind of um, slightly ludicrous fetishizing of personality, which to me doesn't feel like sport and doesn't feel that interesting but it seems to be what T20 franchise cricket kind of boils down to in the end you're a fan of this guy and you, you want him to do well or you think so and so has been overlooked and it, I think it's partly because the teams are hard to really engage with although it's getting a, a bit better I suppose you can sort of tell which one's which now um, but that to me is a bit weird there was a game Rajasthan Rules were bowled out for 59 in 10 overs the other day and the noise around it was just lots of people really angry about the power play and this player hasn't. Why is this player being preferred? And those people start arguing with each other. And I just don't think that's very interesting. And it's one of the problems, I think, that the 100 in this country is pitched as this kind of family product um, where you just go and enjoy the day and there's a DJ and it's just nice. And you say, look, there's families and people aren't drinking. So that's how they've tried to pitch it. But T20 seems to be this kind of atomized world of supporting a player and getting into moments and, and also to be quite sort of vicious in a way. There's quite a vicious fan base around it, weirdly, given that none of it actually matters. It's just a product. Um, and that, I think that's the existential problem that it has in finding a place to kind of bite into people's interest. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll just watch it again today and there'll be some noise and someone will probably hit a six. <laughs> uh, this was news a few weeks back. Barney, you mentioned the 100 before. I think this came from the Daily Mail initially that uh, the ACB were exploring scrapping the 100 format per these reports uh, and turning it back into a T20 tournament. Um, and the specific concern was that the 100 remained the only 100 ball format in the world uh, that hadn't quite taken off. Um, can you untangle that one for us? Well, it is interesting because the people now in charge of the ECB have come from Surrey, and that was one of the few counties that really vocally opposed um, the 100 in public, partly because Surrey is basically its own world, like the Oval, they own the ground, it's it's a big ground, and they could stage exhibition games there <clears throat> and detach themselves from this cricket and still make loads and loads of money. It's basically a beer garden for the city of London. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. It was interesting when those guys went in. You could see that how they, how are they going to get round to the kind of so about the hundred? Um, 
and the hundred isn't making money and the hundred is weird and the hundred hasn't sold to anyone. They, they obviously thought they were being very clever creating this piece of IP. Whereas in fact, it's, it's that thing of the first idea you have in a meeting is not generally the idea you go with. This was very clearly the first idea and it doesn't feed into any other leagues against that. Um, it has been good and it's got new people involved and that's good. I suppose if you want new people, if you want constant growth, um, the women's competition has been really good. And that's the one real sort of bright spark to it. It's given women's cricket a pathway, which it didn't have before, but that pathway exists just because they actually put some money into it and marketed it, not because it was 16.2 overs or whatever it is um, and had DJs. So I think you can replicate that. There's, you need to untangle that a bit. Um, but I think the 100 is doomed. Um, I don't think there's any real love for it from the new fans or the old fans or the people who generally hang around hating cricket generally. It's it's It just looks like a cheap product. It looks like supermarket own brand Frosted Flakes. Uh, when you look at it, you just think, what is this? You know, there's a lot of cheap TV programs in England that sort of ape American game shows. And it looks like one of those. Um and those don't tend to last very long either. You look at it and you think, how have we ended up with this? Here's the weird colonial sport with this tiny hard ball that's totally impractical, that shouldn't exist. It just shouldn't exist. You can't see the ball from the boundary. No one, when you pitch this sport, is not going to get past the first stage. But we've come up with this version on top of that that makes absolutely no sense. And we're saying this is a good product and people will like this instead of football. Uh, just cricket has to learn to live with itself at some point. Mm. Just um, getting into the ashes now, Barney. Uh, like, do, are you a guy that likes the war of words before any sporting event? You know, like obviously Stuart Broad said the last series was void. Ben Stokes is talking about having twelve meter boundaries. Glenn McGrath says it's going to be five nil. Nathan Lyon says it, we will end careers. Um, are you are you a guy of uh, in your personal taste? Do you like war of words before a sporting event as sort of like a, a pre snack uh, meal? I like the war of words in the right hands. I, I like what McGrath said. He said, all the games are going to be really, really close. They're going to be really, really close. But Australia will win all of them very narrowly and win 5-0, which I thought was really funny. Um, and I basically, Stuart Broad is my only hope. I'm clinging to Stuart Broad. I, he, Stuart Broad has gone... He's gone through a kind of ceiling in the last two years where I don't know what the real Stuart Broad is, and I don't think he does. It's like when Steve... Coogan started becoming Alan Partridge and suddenly there's no boundaries there's no filter and he's just I don't know if he's being ironical or not or if he's a comic genius but he is I'm glued to everything he says the stuff about that ashes didn't really exist the only thing he left out was I think maybe the Melbourne test did exist because he got five for in that that was that felt like a real test match I thought that was brilliant and um, all of his stuff has been good. He said Australia are doomed because they're going to try and emulate baseball, and that's just going to play into England's hands. But of course, maybe <laughs> Australia said they're going to do that. Uh, I thought that was very funny. Um, basically, he's great. Um, and I'm putting all my hope in in a 36-year-old seam bowler who basically just wants to the game to be about him. Because um, it doesn't... I have to be honest, it, I'm a bit worried. Um, it doesn't feel... You know, when you've got like people coming round and stuff's not really ready, it feels a bit like that. And you're, you, you over worry, you're, you're fiddling about, we haven't got any ice, where's the ice? And you get really angry with your partner or your wife or your housemates because where are all the glasses? It feels a bit like that, except it's real because the preparation isn't going very well for England. Um, 
Jimmy Anderson has a slight groin injury, which is probably fine, but might not be. Archer is injured. Um, uh, Root's playing in the IPL. He's had one knock. Um, I don't know if Stokes is any good anymore. No one really knows that. Our best bowler is probably Ollie Robinson, who does look ready, but it's quite a lot to ask him and Broad to take on Australia, who also have very good seam bowlers. Jack Leach is still the spinner. Is that how's that happened? Um, and Australia's batting is really good. I was looking at the averages, and suddenly everyone's averaging fifty, which seems sort of like cheating, and not what's meant to happen. You're meant to be stretched across formats. You don't really average is not really a thing anymore. But suddenly everyone's averaging fifty, and Kawaja is good, so that doesn't seem fair. So, I, but the one thing that gives me hope is. It's the sort of thing where everything could just click. I think we overdid preparation in the past. Preparation was slightly fetishized. You know, 2005, they prepared for about three years and everything was ready. And it's never going to be like that again. And they're good enough. And the whole system is based on sort of rocking up and being cool, um, which is fine if that's the way they want to do it. And also, you know, we have Broad, who seems to be like, he's like this lone, he's like a mythic figure. He's carrying that torch. He still believes in the chat, the mind games, the epicness of it. You know, it feels epic with board. And and elsewhere, it doesn't feel epic, to be honest. You wouldn't really know the Ashes was coming here, which is a bit disconcerting, given that this is essentially the end of Test cricket. So enjoy it while it's there. I wanted to ask you about that, Barney. Like, I think the TGC position has been that, like, England should probably win because they normally win these things in England. But there's been so much change in English cricket. And... uh and now we're being told that England will win because of these new macro revolutionary factors like baseball and 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 Stokesy and cricket and stuff. And yet there are these other factors that normally account for Australia's defeat, like you know Anderson, Broad, Root, and General Green Nibble. It doesn't feel like it, it feels like it's going to be one and not the other. Uh, like, which do you think it will be? Because <laughs> uh, it doesn't seem like it. Well, is. It's interesting because um, the, the basketball thing tended to focus on England chasing runs in the fourth innings and, you know, doing it without fear, treating it like a one-day game. And that was a new thing. And there, there always seemed to me a mental block in cricket that everyone would say, you can't possibly get 250 in the fourth inning. It's not possible. And you have Michael Atherton looking sad, saying it can't be done. So it just couldn't be done. And that was the end of it. And then they sort of said, well, maybe it can be done. And so it could. But the it's actually... It's not really been a Baz Bat thing so much as Baz Ball. Like they have taken 20 wickets um, quite regularly, which is the more surprising thing and done it on difficult pitches. And it's been um, not so much like a funky fields as kind of being very proactive. Stokes is a good captain in the field. He's much, much better than Joe Root, who's terrible. Uh, he seems to understand his bowlers. I guess you know, he's a bowler and fielding positions are good. And it has been Jimmy Anderson nibbling it about has been a key thing of, of basketball. And and Ollie Robinson is just a really good bowler. And so rather than just Johnny Besto smashing everywhere, um, it has been the bowling side. So I think that still fits with, with that. That's where it's going to be won and lost, is somebody wins the toss and, and bowls first. And 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 can you can you just kind of put it on a good length or still be the, the, the base note of it? You know, our bowlers are still... Jimmy Anderson's going to be 41 um, uh, when, the, when the series ends. I think his birthday's at the end of July. Um, and he's still the key man. If he's not fit, I don't think England can win. So for all the kind of, you know, the, the amazing chasing, which I think would be harder against some of the teams they have played, um, 
it's the bowling and it's Stokes being really good as a captain in the field that I think will be key to the whole thing. And we'll know how that's going to go probably after the first test. Um, last one from me, Barney. Uh, I mean, the, the answer to this question is both, but I want something more clickbaity. Um, in that which one would England want? Do they want the Ashes or would they want the 50-over World Cup, given that the 50-over World Cup would, would mean that they went back-to-back and that they also have the T20 World Cup that they won here in Australia? I mean, the answer is surely that, that they could literally hold all those trophies at the same time, which would be amazing, except I think that they won't because it's Australia and they're scared. <laughs> I think that the players would rather win the 50 over World Cup no. um, because even though it's a dying format, which is a real shame because I think 50 over cricket is really good, um, that it's in India and um, quite frankly, um, winning winning a white ball tournament in India is, is a pension plan. Uh, and it's a huge event. You know, it's a massive global event. Well, it's a continental scale event with a few other people around the world watching it in the middle of the night, <laughs> which is as good as cricket gets. So to win that, I mean, look at like Sam Curran. Uh, his whole career is based on having done well against India a few times. I mean, he's really done that very well and, and conditions suit him. So he basically should play in India a lot more than he plays in England. Um, I think they'd rather win that because, yeah, it would be great that hold the two white ball things. I mean, the Ashes is, I think everyone just wants to have a successful series. I really don't think it comes down to winning it. I just want the games to go to the fourth day and for the series to still be alive. I just want it to work. You know, it's like um, when you get old, you things like just just going for a walk or just having a family Christmas where everyone doesn't yell at each other. Things like that become more important than being the best or having the most wonderful time. It feels a bit like that. I just want this to work and be okay. And and that will be enough. And then it will still have a thing, which is called the ashes winning it. If, if England win five nil, that's probably a disaster. I mean, they won't, but that would be a disaster because what's the point of this contest? Um, so if we could just have some, could we just agree to have some good games? Could we script it? Could we somehow just decide that you win that one, we'll win that one, we make it go to the fifth day, everyone sells a lot of beer, and this looks like a proper thing? Uh, that would be enough, frankly. Um, last one, Barney. Um, you know, cl- club, but it feels like the, the future of cricket is like club before country, international windows, private ownership, Saudi interest. Like cricket feels very football in its in its guiding economic principles and its general strategic directions, much as we kind of lament it. Like, uh, it, it seems to depress like lots of rusted on fans. But like, do, do you have any sense as to whether any governing body is actually pushing back against this? Like, do, do you have a sense whether they have any feeling about it? Like, I, I can't tell whether CA or the ECB think about it whether they're fighting it or whether they're like fluffing us to welcome and embrace our new indian overlords i i genuinely don't know what they think or what they're doing yeah i think that's really true i mean i think there's a chance that he may start to think about uh the sport rather than uh, the next three years of, of revenue now they have some more crickety people in charge i mean i do actually think they have some decent people there now whereas i mean to- just a, a management consultant. He was just an absolute, the worst possible person to be in charge of a kind of crown jewels, maybe money's not everything kind of thing. Um, you know, it's just like putting the, you know, door-to-door double glazing salesman in charge of the museum. It's not there's anything wrong with that guy, but that's not his business model. Um, I, I, I think South Africa is quite interesting because they've gone full 
uh, let's just have a massive T20 thing. And I actually thought that competition was really good. And I really, if you watched it, the crowds were really kind of good and into it and really mixed. And I thought it was the first one of these things I've seen, much more than the 100, and kind of maybe like the Big Bash back in the day, where I thought, this is good and it might actually work. But they've had to clear their entire schedule for that. They're offering a lot of money. It's, again, a big gamble and it could easily fall apart. Um, no, I don't. I think the difference with football is you do, you have a really strong uh, network of governing bodies. You have a product that can stand on its own. You have things like the Premier League fighting against FIFA on a sort of not an equal footing, but um, with equal economic heft. And also you have that popular fervor, that real grassroots thing. Cricket people are so beaten down and resigned and told that outside of India that their sport is marginalised that but people went out into the streets here and protested and got the Prime Minister to, to basically dump, dunk on the um, European Super League and say we won't allow this to happen. Um, it would have happened by now without that. Um, we, we wouldn't really have a proper Premier League anymore. It would have become a ludicrous T20-style football competition. Um, and that came from the grassroots just because this thing is, is so popular. And I don't think cricket has any regulatory presence at all. And, and you're exactly right. And that's kind of frightening if you actually care about it. That There's no real sense here of any muscle, anyone who's able to push against that. It's all the market, which I find really strange. Why is When did we get to a point where all that mattered was instant revenue? And why is that seen as the best thing in sport? Um, I don't really understand where that came from. Um, but yeah, um, the ECB may... I have some vague hope about the ECB, but it's very much like... Um, you know, the Death Star and you're a tiny little hideout on Hoth uh, and you, you, your troops are deserting you. <laughs> well, in the meantime, I think Wokes will probably just wobble it a, a little bit and yeah. um, <laughs> instead of an archer and I think you'll be fine. <laughs> probably 3-1. Yeah. It, uh, you guys are coming over, aren't you, for the Ashes for a bit? Yeah, for a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so hopefully there is day well, four just, because we're doing live shows after some of them. So yeah. um, a day four would be nice <laughs> for ticket sales. Yeah, uh, hopefully Edgerton and Lawrence you're here for because after that I do fear for what might happen to the rest of the summer if it, if it goes downhill. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, they're just the two that we're there for. So it's all good. Forget forget about it. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for joining us, Barney. Hope to catch you uh, again before the Ashes enduring and all that kind of stuff. Uh, very much enjoy it. Cheers. Take care. Bye, everyone. Thank you very much to Barney. Great to have Barney back on the show. Mm. That must mean that it's winter time in Australia, and very much it is. It's cold as fucking Melbourne. All right, World Test Championship final, Pez. That's oh yeah, the, this thing. That's the warm up game. <laughs> England have got in. Uh, England have got Ireland, and we've got India at the Oval. Okay, squads for the World Test Championship final. Obviously, the Australian squad is exactly the same because that's the that's a squad for the first three Test matches of um, the Northern Summer. Two Ashes, one World Test Championship final. India's squad, Rohit Sharma is the captain, Shubman Gill, Pajara, Kohli, Rahane, Bharat, Ashwin, Jadeja, Aksar Patel, Shardel Takor, Mo Shami, Mohamed Siraj, Umesh Yadav, Jadav Nadkat, and Ishan Kishan. That is their squad. The big news there from an Indian perspective is that Rahane has been brought back in after he was dropped from the test side. He obviously didn't play a role in the Border Gavaskar series against Australia. Uh, at the beginning of this year. Ishan Kishan is in, and he is in for Ritam Saha, who has not been included. 
Uh, but KS Barrett is expected to keep, uh, given that he is the incumbent keeper and played in the last series, which was against Australia in said Border Gavaska series. Um, and Kale Rahul's injured. Kale Rahul is also injured because um, he tore his hip flex and he had surgery. Uh, he did that during the IPL, chasing the ball to the boundary, indeed, for Lucknow Super Giants. <laughs> It'll be 27 degrees and sunny tomorrow. That's right. Just fucking Alexa talking to you. <laughs> anyway, those are, those, those, are, those are the names. Those are the names that Australia will face in the World Test Championship final. Now, you want the – I was going to ask you, what do you prefer? You want the Ashes, don't you? Well, I'm an Australian, so I'm entitled. You want everything. Starters. So the first thing I want to note is that, you know – just for one rare moment, India's relegated to the margins, you know, this conversation. Right. 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 It's like, ah. And, and, like, put it this way, if Australia wasn't in this game, I'd be spitting chips. I'd be fucking I'd be livid. fucking filthy. We had to watch that yeah. shit New Zealand and India exactly. last time. Fuck that. Yeah. And now that Australia's in it, I'm very much like, ah, just, you know, oh. got to get through this one. Oh. But I still want to win. It's a good hit out. Oh, yeah, yeah. If we win, wonderful reward. Yeah. Looking back over the last three, four years or whatever yeah. the fucking window is. Great team. Champion and go, team. Yeah, and, and a real, like, uh, you know, like a real real um, flag place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in, in the turf. This yeah. t- Can this team be great? Yeah. Like Graham really, Sooners did that time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, really, like the, the World Test Championship final and the Ashes yeah. is the opportunity for this team to become a great team. I agree. If the, it's, it's final boss stuff. And India is not quite the final boss. Uh, and they'll have something to say about that, yeah. you know, down the track, yes. I'd imagine. Uh, like, <laughs> I mean, down the track. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we'll get a situation like this again. It's like, you know, it's a bit bridesmaidy for India here. Mm. Red rag to a bull stuff again. Like it. But. Um, Racist. Uh, is it? I'm trying to think. It's against the Spaniards? <laughs> <laughs> against Bulls? I went to that. The Chicago Bulls, 96. Believe, have you ever been to the, uh, like a. No, I didn't go. Shit, mate. Didn't go. That is hectic. I saw Reese Topley's actually on on Instagram. He's um, <laughs> now we're talking. He, he, he went to one. Oh right, right, he went right. To one. He yeah. wasn't. He wasn't either performing or the bull. No, in that situation. <laughs> he was riding one. Yeah, mate, they really dangerous. Oh, they, glass Topley. They um, <laughs> they uh, they really give it to those bulls. You know, yeah. and you end up going for the bulls. Really, yeah. Uh, anyway. Again, the Chicago Bulls of '96. You mean? Yeah, that's right. You're just watching on your phone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dennis Rodman going to Vegas, etc. Phil Jackson. Which is the last dance. <laughs> uh, well, you're going to a Spanish bullfight. Anyway, uh, yeah, look, what can you say in terms of previewing this game when both teams are largely emerging from a like a, a, like a heavy, flat, nighttime um, performing T20 competition? It's a carnival. Straight, in, straight into a five-day, possibly timeless test. It feels uh, weird. Yeah, it's six days. Six days, yeah, sure. Spare day. You've got to win, yeah. Mm. Uh, at, at the Oval. Like, how can you r- ride any form on this, mm. really? Mm. Like, I don't even know. Like, the Oval's normally flat, but it's really early in the season. Yeah. Um, India have a different makeup to their side when they play away. You're right. usually not playing Ashwin and Jadeja right. in the same team. Yeah. So that changes some shit up. They get a few more seamers in there who are normally pretty good. Australia's coming off a golf tour to Liverpool. Uh, <laughs> so I don't <laughs> You know? So I don't know. Like, uh, I think it's funny that it's yeah. a warm-up for the Ashes. I think it's funny that, like, the crowning moment of mm. literally what all of Test Cricket is meant to ladder up to yes. is a warm-up for another Test yes. series. Yes. That's part of the beauty of the game. Yes. 
uh, and I like how it's going to upset some Indian people, and I'm only saying that defensively because I don't want to get too invested in this because I really hope we win. Right, okay. They deserve to win Australia, yes. but what the fuck does that mean? India yeah. storm home hard, absolutely dicked us over there in India, just about. Mm. And, uh, mm. you know, I don't know. Uh, I, it, I'm curious about the novelty of Australia playing another country in England. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you're so right with the form thing because just going through India's side, Rohit Sharma, who is obviously going to open the batting and is the captain of the side, he has had a dreadful IPL. I think he's, he's barely got above 20. Um, Shub McGill scored 100 overnight. Pajara is playing for Sussex. He doesn't play in the IPL. Uh, Kohli's been Kohli. Rahane has been absolutely sensational for CSK. Uh, scoring quick runs we haven't seen him do for a long time before. That's And it seems like those kind of runs have gone him back into contention for the test side, which is odd. Then you've got uh, then you've got Ashwin and Jadeja. As you rightly said, Ashwin barely plays away from home. It's usually Jadeja. But then Axar Patel is also there. Now, Axar Patel has probably been their best batter for the past year, yep. but he's a bowler. Um, then they've got Shutter to call, the swing the swing specialist in the mm. UK. Had a great series against England in 2021, plus the last game when they finished that post-COVID. Um Boys Yadav is good. Uh, you know, Mo Shami, excellent. Um, there's no Boomer. There's no Boomer in that squad, mm. which I just realized. Um, so that, 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 that is a big miss for them. Um, but, I mean, Mo Shami is excellent in, in the UK, but they, they like picking Shiraj as well. So uh, it's hard to know. It's hard to know. I mean, guys are leaving the IPL early to go uh, and prepare for this game. Uh, I think some of the Aussie guys are – are they they already there? No, they're not there just yet. What day is it today? It's, a it's hard to take a grand final super seriously yeah. with the lead up that they've got. Yeah, which like it's just a function of the creeping um, power mm. of the T Twenty franchise schedule, and I don't mean it to like to bemoan it or anything. Mm. It's just difficult when you just know that the guys are going to be absolutely fucking cooked at the end mm. of the IPL. I'm talking about a lot of the Indian guys as well, mm. trying to maintain like retain some mental energy for this game, which is a huge game for them. And the Aussies, the Aussies are so aware of how much cricket's on that they're going to go and bring their fucking sticks out mm. and play up in Liverpool yep. to, to stay fresh. Mm. You know, it's just it, – it's for Australia, it's the start of a mountain that they're climbing. It's not the peak, even though it's meant to be the peak. I don't know. Like, what else is there to say other than, like, there's obviously way too much cricket on. It's Wild West time. Everyone's trying to win the schedule. And, uh, and you know, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, I think um, – I think uh, – uh, sorry, I just got a um, I just got a phone call, so now I'm distracted. Mm. Um, I, I mean, what's what's most likely is that um, is that Australia wins the World Test Championship final, and then one week later they lose the Ashes, and then it's like, what does this really mean? Mm. Don't you think that's I think that's most likely? Yeah, I mean, the question is like, who's who's good at playing cricket in England? Yeah, 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 and it's usually England. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about the Australian summer schedule, Pez. Uh, if I may, which has been released in the last couple of days. Now, the schedule for Australia's home summer has been released with Pakistan, West Indies and South Africa all coming out. Great news, Pezza. Cricket Australia are offering early bird discounts before June 6. All you have to do is sign up to the Australian cricket family to get your code. There is a link for that, which is cricket.com.au forward slash ACF, but there's a link in the description both on YouTube and uh, and the podcast notes here if you listen via Spotify or um, iTunes or one of the other ones. Um, and uh, you sign up there. And uh, once you join the Australian cricket family, you get your code. It's all before June 6th. So that's early bird discounts for tickets 
for the Australian summer. Pakistan, West Indies, and South Africa are all coming out. Okay, so the Australian summer, there are three tests against Pakistan. There are two tests against the West Indies. One of those uh, is a day-night game, which is at the Gabba for the West Indies. So Pakistan are playing at Perth. They're playing at the MCG and the SCG. That's Boxing Day and New Year's as per. And then the West Indies come out for Adelaide Oval in January 17 to 21. And then that day-night test match, the last of the summer, is at the Gabba from January 25 to 29. So obviously over January 26. Uh, For ODIs, there are three ODIs against the West Indies, MCG, SCG, and Manuka. And they are playing three T20Is against the West Indies at Bell Reeve, Adelaide, and Perth Stadium on February 13 to round it out. For the women, they are playing three T20Is against the West Indies. They're playing three T20Is against South Africa. They are playing three ODIs each against South Africa and the West Indies as well. And they're also playing a test match against South Africa, February 15 to 18, at the Wacker. And that's wonderful to see. Uh, cricket at the Wacker again. Uh, I would love. I've actually never seen a game at the Wacker. We performed there once. Neither. But uh, fuck, I'd love to see that. Anyway, uh, so link in the description below. Cricket.com.au forward slash ACF early bird discounts before June six. You sign up to the Australian Cricket Family to get your code. That's how it works. Um, what do you want to talk about? The future of Boxing Day in the SCG. That's been in the news. Yeah, uh, Cricket Australia released their schedule the other day and put a whole bunch of players up uh, to to talk about it. And invariably, from journalists, they were asked like more of the hot button issue questions. Hot right. Button. So, firstly, it is, it is good. I think, like, I, I feel, I feel good that if you want to go out to the cricket, like through this link, you can yeah. get cheaper tickets. Yeah. Well, you know, because you can have a good day out of the cricket, irrespective of the quality of the opposition. It's a day out that is out there. Yeah. You can have a day out. You, right. can see, you can see someone break records. Yeah. That's, that's what we're talking about here. There, there, there's no doubt it's a weaker summer uh, in, in terms of the opposition, but you can still have a, ga- a great day out of the cricket. Uh, and uh, um, at cricket.com today. Especially if you're playing against yeah. some of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> but yeah, when, when they put the players up uh, and, and the journos the got their, you know, their hooks into them, oh, yeah. a lot of the questions were about the future of the SCG test and the Boxing Day test. And there was questions about there being a game on January 26. Ash Gardner's made some pointed and I think compelling comments once again about it. Uh, Usman Kawaja, I thought, spoke well about that as well. Uh, and so these seem to be kind of the the bigger hot-button issues that have come up out of the, the summer schedule. Um and as we know, as you've got here, like the, the BBL is shortened this uh, this mm-hmm. summer, which I think is welcome uh, for mo- for most people. Um, but yeah, I, look, I don't know, mate. Like you know, on that question of the SCG and MCG game, firstly, it's very difficult to imagine them not being on when they're on because it's all we've ever known and have a deep seated fear of change. Yeah, really. Uh, you know, I, I do think more broadly, cricket is uh, is in a more macro state of flux. And I think oh, potentially yeah. everything is up in the air. Oh, Perhaps yeah. not for this broadcast TV deal that goes to 2027. Right. Um, I have no knowledge about this sort of stuff, but mm. I think I personally am more like getting used to the idea that like cricket may not look the way that we're used to it looking in mm-hmm. the next short to you know medium term yeah. with what's changing. So I, I don't hold those particular days like as um absolutely sacred in my heart, uh, you know, mm. so that mm. that's just my that's my particular view mm. uh, on it. But I don't I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, 
there's been there's been questions over the last couple of years about why there's been such poor crowds at Perth and Optus Stadium there specifically. Christina Matthews, who's the head of the uh, WACA, uh, on reasons for poor test crowd. This is a tweet by Ben Cameron. Uh, we were coming off the back of poor treatment of Justin Langer by Cricket Australia, which I think the Western Australian public didn't take very well, understandably. The power of JL, man. <clears throat> How good is that? Just like, man, I'm like, he's just. People just wouldn't turn up. Wouldn't turn up to watch the Australian cricket team because of the cricket coach. Yeah, because of the coach. I, I, yeah. I'm not. I, sh- I, I believe her. By the way, I believe yeah. that. Yeah, like to an extent. I don't. It's it's hard for me to comment because I. But I will. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, the name of, that's actually the name of this show. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you guys out there? No, it's hard for me to comment. <laughs> I shouldn't comment, and I don't know what I'm talking about. Please but stop. I, please but, stop me at any point. But no, I get, get in my way. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know if I wouldn't go to the cricket because of what they did to a coach. I'm not. Sh- I I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm I'm from Sydney, so I've, I have no I have no ideas of our community. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> I'm driven by my team winning. Yeah, yeah and property that's right. prices. That's yeah, right. Yeah. The price of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess it could be right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know, man. No, he's, he's, hey, loyal. The guy, the guy is loved. He's loved. Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, you rightfully said about the BBL, Pez, um, shortened to 40 regular games. That's 10 games per side, the same length as it was in 2017-18, of course, the famous 17-18 season. Um, only four teams qualify for finals now instead of five. There are no oh, dates just yet, but it's going to be played entirely in the Christmas holiday period, uh, re-schools, which is, I think is what most people agree it should be. Anything else on the schedule? No, not not really. I'll, I'm watching without saying uh, like going into it too much because I think there's a lot of time to get into the sort of stuff later on. But like, do you think that January 26 question is an interesting one um, with reference to the referendum later this year? Right. You know, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. there's going to be a lot of it's going to be a very sensitive time for a lot of people, yeah. and I'm very curious as to whether um, there is any appetite for like reconsideration of that pending the outcome of that referendum as well. Mm. Uh, so, That's a good point. But, but I don't. Um, I just wouldn't be surprised from a cricketing context whether, like the, th- there is going to be more conversation about Indigenous Australia in this country yeah. for the back half of the year. Yeah, and for cricket, it may centre around things like this. Uh, mm. And uh, I, you know, I, I support Ash Gardner like one hundred percent. And I and I felt that Usman Khawaja's comments uh, were, were pretty much in line with that as well. You know, as yeah. a player, he said, "Look, I don't have a personal problem playing on the day," but he ultimately defers to. Um, to his indigenous peers uh, and, and as he respects, and, and I think that's a pretty pretty sensible take on matters as well. I just don't have it in me to be like I'm fucking desperate to play in January 26. Yeah, that's right. Fuck me, I'm desperate, which is you know Independence Day for India. Um, all right, let's go and talk to Adam Zampa. All right, we're here with Adam Zampa, aka Zorba, aka Limoncello dot Papi, uh, on Instagram. Um, new father, fashion model friend of TJC and the sixth highest wicket taker in Australian white ball cricket ever as it stands. Uh, Adam, thanks for joining us on the grade cricketer podcast. Thanks for having me. How are you guys? Very well. Thanks. Well, thank you. All right, Adam. Uh, you join us from Jaipur, uh, I believe fresh from a wonderful performance for the Rajasthan Royals. I say wonderful pers- a, a personally wonderful performance, uh, two for 25 against uh, Coley's RCB, um, but somewhat sh- overshadowed by a staggering 112-run loss. What went wrong? Um, 
usually when you get bowled out for 59, things don't end too well. So, yeah, I reckon leaving the park, I thought, yeah, 170 is going to be tough on this wicket. And then when we were eight for 58, I thought it's going to be real tough from here. <laughs> and so and I couldn't get it done either. <laughs> you could just couldn't get it done. And so it turned yeah. out. The reverse sweep was on, though, I thought. Um, it was on. Zorba, how has it been, though, playing with uh, Yuzi Chahal, who's just now, he's now the leading wicket taker ever in IPL history, and and also Ashwin is there. Um, has Ashwin been teaching you how to man cab properly? Yeah, I've got that down pat now. Um, <laughs> had a little conversation with him when I, on arrival about it. Um, had, a, had a couple of sessions at training, working on the, obviously, the the release point and getting that right. Um, so now, now I'm looking forward to do it, doing it um, right in the BBL this year. Uh, <laughs> against against the Melbourne team. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. Nice. On that? Uh, yeah, go on. Sorry, you got more to say about Mancat stuff? What, what, what was the rest of the question? Uh, Yuzi Chahal, yeah, of course. I've played with him. Um, at RCB and worked with him before, so it's it's been really good. Um, two guys who aren't like mystery spinners, but really smart bowlers. Um, it's been good to yeah chat to them about spin bowling. I wanted to pick you up on that because uh, like spin is such a mystical art. You know, like anytime spinners are in the same room together, uh, like there seems to be this presumption in the rest of society that like you all secretly get together to discuss your taboo magic. You know, like it was like you know Warren and Mushtaq Ahmed and like McGiller and stuff like that. Like um, you, like like you're in the same team with Ashwin and Chahal. Like, is it is it like that at all, or, or are you are you just adults like coincidentally bound by one cricketing discipline and otherwise completely separate individuals um, traveling the cosmos? Option B, like <laughs> um, just guys in the team. Yeah, yeah, just guys in the team. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you know we we'll sit in a spin bowls meeting. Um, discuss batters and then we might debrief post game and you know on the field um, have a have a bit of a chat about what's going on but it's not like this thing where we all get together light a bunger and and talk about the in-depths of spin bowling it's just yeah it's pretty pretty organic like come to room 405 I've got this like new trick I want to teach you or I want to see how you do it with your fingers and stuff like that Definitely not like that. Not not anymore. Anyway, it's probably like it's probably like that. One one Mushta yeah. era. Yeah. McGill Panasar. Yeah. There is no room four or five in this hotel. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So how how is it? How do you find it when you're in you're in Jaipur at the moment? That's north east, uh, north eastern part of India. Like, how how do you find it when you're like, what's your experience like when you go out in the streets? Like, do you, do you feel the love from the Indian public or the the Rajasthan public when you do well? Like, as opposed to like in Australia, like, do you, do you, do you feel that warmth in Australia? Like, I suspect that you probably do when you're in India and you do something good. Um, yeah, it's probably it's more of a challenge here. Um, going out, I mean, most of the time we go out, it's just to to airports to fly to the next destination and there yeah it's i mean um you get the the rock star kind of treatment um but yeah it's they love cricket everyone knows how much they love cricket here and 
how they react to seeing a seeing a cricketer. It's different in different cities as well, like Jaipur. Um, I feel like people are willing to give you your space a little bit more, but somewhere like Mumbai, it's yeah, it's crazy. Like you can't even really walk to hundred meters to a cafe without um, yeah, feeling like so everyone wants to grab your shirt and take a photo with you. So it's yeah, it's it's different in each city, but yeah, it's definitely not like that in Australia. I feel like in Australia, people know who you are. They walk past you and then they they roll your eyes at you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's that idiot. <laughs> I don't mean to put myself on the same level as you, but a guy walked past my house yesterday uh, and I was just <laughs> sitting outside with my kids and he said, like, front garden's looking good, Pez. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who you are. <laughs> it's like your kids. Yeah. I don't know if you get in, want to get involved in any like Ashes standpoint stuff, Zor, but uh, like a lot of consternation in England about Joe Root being with the Royals and not really getting a game. And uh, I know I know he's played a couple. Um, and, and I know you've had a scenario where you've been behind Ashwin and Chahal a couple of times as well, albeit you've played more than Joe. Uh, do, do you ever think about like amplifying Joe's concern? Like just saying, just from an Aussie standpoint, <laughs> just saying, look, Joe, you shouldn't be here. You know, you should be with Yorkshire. Um, you're wasted here, like that kind of thing. Or again, do you just, do you just treat him like another normal adult on his own journey? <laughs> the the question has been asked, what the hell are you doing here? Um, and then the question was also asked, if I, if I ask you back, are you going to come back next year? And he said, definitely. And I was like, you sure? <laughs> uh, no, nah, he's a, he's a good lad. Um, yeah, I don't know. He he really, he's the kind of guy who, even two months away from home, he doesn't doesn't really get his undies on his head or get too deep in the bush. Just loves his cricket. Um, what a sorry, mate. What does either of those things mean? <laughs> they're references to you know the fluctuation of emotions, right? Um, being away from home so much, but yeah, he's uh. I think he he actually came just to work on his baseball. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, you would have seen Zorb that uh, MI have offered Joffre Archer. Well, they've they've apparently offered Joffre a, a contract, which would mean that England would have to um, you know, get MI's permission for him to play. I mean, if that was you, what would you spend the money on? <laughs> oh, um, a boat cabin deep in the woods. Yeah. Deep in the bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to, to to ask a serious question in that in that regard, like, did you think that this would happen so quick? I know everyone, everyone who's I think in the game, well, a lot of people suspected that it was going to go this way. It was just a matter of time. Did, but did you think it would happen this quickly? Um, I mean, it's definitely going to go head that way um, with the amount of different IPL teams that own other teams in in the new competitions you've seen like the SA20 and the ILT20 just a, a couple um, few of us are playing in the the major league one in the USA as well in in July so there's so many of these pop competitions popping up um, yeah I mean I probably saw it happening in a couple of years um, didn't think it was going to happen this soon but um, yeah I don't, I don't know it'd be interesting to see how you know, like IPL navigate around it. Obviously, there's still the the unknown of the auction. So, like, how does it look for Joffre if he signs with Mumbai Indians? But 
you know, he has to go back in the auction in a couple of years, how how teams get around that. But yeah, it's it's definitely happening. Um yeah, you can even see it with like like Joss here, he plays for Rajasthan Royals, he's he's with Par Royals. Um, you know, I'm sure that there'll be some other teams that you know, Rajasthan look at that guys like Joss can be aligned with. So it's yeah, it's probably it's gonna happen to be I think it's gonna be interesting to see what happens to a lot of people's careers post um I think these next two World Cups in the next uh, you know, 12 months or so. Mm. We'll say like hypothetically in 2027, you know, like you're 35 um, and, and you've had like a red ball renaissance and, um, you know, dominating for New South Wales and um, the club side they haven't signed up for yet. And um, and like retired, <laughs> retired selector, um, like recently retired now selector Usman Khawaja like taps you on the shoulder and says, you know, you're on the, it's a boat. He's now taking boats back to the ashes and it's a good boat. But um. <laughs> You know, but then like the the um, you know, the owner of the Seattle Orcas, who's a cement um company owner, uh, says, "Nah, sorry, you can't play in the Ashes. You got to play for the Orcas." Uh, what, what do you what do you again? What do you do with that money? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you weren't going to ask what I thought you were going to ask. Um, yeah. Same. Another cabin in deep in the bush. It's a cabin. I'm just going to keep buying <laughs> so up just cabins. Just cabins, yeah. Uh, I, might, I might add a sauna and an ice bath to the cabin. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, does um, You just mentioned Joe working on his basball in Jaipur, normal sentence. Um, so <laughs> does does Ash's hype and basball interest you, Zorba? Like, uh, like are you in the camp that, that England's objectively won a lot of games against most oppositions doing it? Yeah. Um, and and will succeed doing it, or are you more of the view that like let's see them try it against our boys? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no comment. No comment. <laughs> I can't comment on that. Okay, I got another one. Our um, boys. Yeah. I like to see him do it against us. That's all yeah, I'm going to say. Can you say that out loud? I like to see him <laughs> yeah. do it against us. Just, just, just a sound bite. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see him do it against our boys. <laughs> um, speaking about the Ashes, big boy, our uh, big boys. Going <laughs> to keep going. Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> Speaking about the Ashes, uh, we learned recently that um, Stuart Broad had written it off as a void series, uh, quote, unquote, the last one, um, saying nothing was harsher and that nothing about the series was high level. Um, one, isn't Broadie just brilliant? Uh, and two, is there anything in your career or in life you would like written off as void for the same reasons? Um. Most of my grade cricketer interviews. <laughs> most, not all of them, though. Not all of them. Not all of them. Not all of them. <laughs> not all of them. <laughs> we did one on a bed once. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Any yeah. Anytime, anytime that I have to, you know, look, I've, I've probably changed my tune a little bit in the last three years, four years, but anytime I had to go to Brisbane, to the academy, um, would like to get rid of those times. Um, sorry, Harriet's looking at me. I met I met Harriet on that on those trips, but uh, 
Um, other, other, than, other than that, yeah. other than that, um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, you, you mentioned the MLC, or you mentioned MLC before, not the ma- Major League Cricket, just just Major League Cricket. Um, there's Stoyne had signed up for it. Aaron Finch is going. Mitch Marsh was signed up before he uh, got picked in the Ashes squad. You mentioned before that you're having a couple of chats there. Is it is it is like playing in America something that's exciting because it's new? Like I can't imagine the decks are going to be amazing, although maybe good for a bit of into the deck cut shot stuff. Um, but is it is it something that like as a cricketer, new franchise going to America? Is that something like would, that sort of gets you off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the length of the tournament, two and a half weeks, is <laughs> yeah. speaks speaks my language. Yeah. Um, five games um, speaks my language. Yeah, yeah. And they're obviously the unknown of the American market, and then. Just going on from that conversation earlier about the franchises and continuing that relationship because you never know what that space is going to look like. Um, yeah, obviously a bit of FOMO as well. Don't want to, don't want to miss out. No, no, no. I understand that. Just US as well. I, I don't yeah. know if there's any, um, if there's been any announcement about whether you're playing or not or where you're going. But like, we're, like where in the market, you know, do you do you want to land? And I often speak about countries as markets, mm. uh, like a normal person. But like, is you know, we've thought about covering it as well, and we're like, ah, oh, you know, you just the, you just want to make it in America, don't you? Yeah. Uh, are you asking me like, what team am I playing for? Like, where, where in the? I guess so. That's probably what a normal journalist would do at this point, but I'm afraid. Yeah. I don't know if I can announce it. I don't know. Well, don't. I've signed, don't it. but no. yeah, mm. I don't want to get in trouble. Are there other places in America you just like to go? You know, generally, it's just separate from, uh, you know, you know. Yeah, I've spent a bit of time in LA actually. Sun, <laughs> um, <laughs> right? Yeah, not Blue York. Yeah, but... yeah. <laughs> no, not Blue York. I'm going to. I think I'd like to spend a bit of time in LA. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Sick, yeah. There's a few, there's a few night rides there. You <laughs> <laughs> used to have to get that at the CBD in Sydney. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> if I can ask you one serious question, I know like during the uh, test series just gone in India the, for the Board of Gavaskar, I think it was it was said that you were you were pretty close to going in that tour and obviously didn't come to pass. Like uh, how like how close did you feel that you were to being picked on that tour? Um I don't know. I don't know. I had I've had conversations post it with the with the selectors. Um yeah, and then obviously Swepson they they wanted to the continue to feel like the work that they've put in with him, which is fair enough. Um to to give him some um opportunity there to continue what he'd done in Sri Lanka prior to that series and then I think when he went home for his baby the conversation was around um you know, obviously the conditions suit fingers spin, which they which they do. Um, I don't know if I would have played a role there at all on that series and in hindsight probably, you know, I was yeah, I was I was devastated that I didn't get picked. Um, thought it was time, but looking back on it now and feeling how I'm feeling, um, probably would have been really tough few months to to get through, potentially not play, run drinks before tests and then ODIs into IPL would have been would have been tough work. Yeah, in, in saying that, I, yeah, I think I was close. Just like you said, I was close. Um, it would be nice to be on it, but yeah. 
that's all in hindsight now. Feels like a long time ago that. Mm. Looking forward, there's a lot of white ball cricket coming up. It's obviously a World Cup, the Australian Summer, then another T20 World Cup after that from an international perspective. And just, you know, I, I feel like you're at a stage in your career, Zorb, where, um, you know, in, in Australia, we're so <clears throat> casual in the way we support cricket sometimes. Like some somebody's statistics can really sneak up, you know, and just mentioning before, you, you're, you're six in the list, all-time list of white ball wicket takers for Australia. I, I think that would surprise some people um, and you've got a great opportunity to take more wickets with the windies coming out. No. Um, so <laughs> in, in, in all, in all seriousness, the wind, the windies are out next summer from a white ball perspective. They're, they're playing red ball stuff as well. Are, are they still a force to you in short term cricket? Short form cricket. Short term cricket. Yeah. I've, I've spent a bit of time around a couple of the windies boys here for the Rajasthan Royals, Jace Holder, ahead of my, um, Obed McCoy. So they've they've obviously um going through a phase now where a couple of their older guys are probably, you know, retired or, you know, looking a lot of those guys just obviously want to play the ICC tournaments as well. Um but yeah, you got guys like Hedemeyer who um a very destructive player. Um Rotherman Power who I've played a little bit with is a is a dangerous player. So like that these are guys who are still young and inexperienced. So they'll get they'll get better and better as well. Uh, last one, Zorby, uh, just wanted to check in on this because, because most of your best public, uh, like declarations come on Instagram and, uh, in February you wrote the following, um, inns, red ball, ocean swims, chooks, premiership, straight vodka, wearing black, robovax, outs around the wicket into the rough oat milk festivals, influences. Um, is that still the case or are there any updates to that portfolio of interests and disinterests? <laughs> Um, the Chooks Premiership, it's not looking great. Um, <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to lose faith there. I'm going to leave that there. Um, but at the moment, it's not going how I'd like it to. Um, what else? Great vodka. <laughs> If you're not watching on YouTube, <laughs> it's, it's still definitely in. Um, like Thirty in the morning. Not yet. Influ- <laughs> influences, influences, influences. I can't get that word right because I say influences, influences when I'm thinking um, of them. Yeah, um, words. Um, well, speaking about influencers, I've seen Alex Carey and Travis Head the last couple of days really hype up their their online work um, with tourism, which is very interesting. Um, yeah, what do you make of it? Still out for me. Mm. Mm. I mean, free flights and and combination at intercontinental in Sorrento or um, Fiji is fine, but that little bit of your your soul that like just gets taken away from you, but it's worth it really. <laughs> yeah. For a free cocktail. Use the code TGC at booking yeah. comment checkout. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will happen. But <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. Just, just yeah. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Influ- yeah. Influenza's out. Um, what else did I say was out? Oat milk. Oat milk's, oat milk's not out. If you haven't tried Steve Smith, Steve Smith's oat milk, OMG, um, 
definitely worth a try. Okay. Get you can get it at your local Woolies now. Um, you can get it at a lot of grocers around Australia. So please head in and grab those. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> thanks so much, Adam Zampa, for another interview. We're always very grateful uh, for your time and uh, energy. Thanks. No worries. Brought to you by OMG Oat Milk. <laughs> <laughs> the sister of the bride knocks on the door of the groom the night before the wedding. Fuck me. The night before the wedding. Fuck me. She opens the door. What does she see? She sees the groom to be breastfeeding on his own mother. what i said and i said why do they call it the wedding thanks very much to zamps for his time once again always great to catch up with zamps over there in jaipur i believe he was mm. wasn't he yeah that's he right that's right that's right okay let's, let's let's talk about the ipl um now one of if not the closest ipls in history since we've been watching it three years ago um pez what's what's happened in the tournament do you want to give me a rundown or do you want me to say some stuff uh you, name yeah. the teams <laughs> well, I mean, and what color they wear? Lift the hood. We 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 do like four shows a week. Yeah, really. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or maybe five from time to time. Like yeah, yeah. about the IPL. So we watch the games yeah. and uh, and talk about it. And as per the experience has been like, yep, this is the best cricket tournament uh, in in terms of white ball stuff going around. The skill level is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and we have had the pleasure or the the privilege in the last couple of years through the time we've spent on this to gain a deeper understanding of. Uh, the probably the, the social and cultural elements of the IPL as well. I think mm-hmm. in Australia, maybe in the Anglosphere, it is conceived still of like a high-paying uh, hit and giggle. Mm. And it's not, Cirque you know, it's not uh, in, in India and Indians are very tribal for their teams. Uh, the, India is a fascinating and complex place as a country and a construct of a country. Harsha Boglo talked to us about that. Um, people yeah. are as into their teams as you can imagine – uh, people in Australia are into their states, you know. They're like you can often. It often feels like sometimes people are Queenslanders before they're Aussies. Right. With respect to them, same thing um, in in India with different yeah. places. Not for yeah. me to say where, but like a lot. It's it's a really troubled place. Pe- pe- the IPL is the main game, you know. Oh, it's without not, question. It's not just a. Without it's question. not a hot. It's not just like a rep carnival where people come in and play. It's fucking big and serious. And it's the when we were in India, um, performing during the Test series. Honestly, anecdotally. Uh, the, the majority of 
people we spoke to about us being there queried why we were there for the test series and not the IPL. In India, the IPL is the big ticket item. Mm-hmm. The the game sellout. Now, I'm not shilling for the IPL in that situation, like in that um, sort of circumstances. I'm just saying how it is, you know, how, like how it has been for us. Mm. And once again, uh, probably for the first time in a little while, it's a really, really good and close tournament. You know, yeah, like really incredibly close games. Yeah. The skill level is off the fucking charts. But it is still beset with like um, it's got so much power and is such a juggernaut. It still feels like the Anglosphere, the Test cricket purists and proponents, <coughs> and those who are asleep in Australia are still not aware mm. of like what this thing is. Uh, I don't think people realise how big it is. Yeah, which I'm not, I don't mean to judge it necessarily. People like push away from it or whatever. Mm. Just it's just where it finds itself. It's an it's an interesting nexus. Just in relation to, as a, as a business. It doesn't compete with any other cricket league in the world. It competes with the NFL, which is by far and every single metric the biggest sports league in the world. Mm. Um, the numbers are insane. Uh, obviously, they have a very big population, but it's also the financing behind that. Mm. It's, but it's also the love and intense care that they have for mm. their teams and the players in it. Um, it's uh, and it's only going to get bigger. And I th- I sense through Australia, and we've spoken about this many times before. It's just it's just. It's unwatchable for Australians who have jobs and a life. Worst time. Um, worst possible time. You can't get up for it. You can't stay up for it. It's just right in that right in the middle, midnight kickoff, finishing at four in the morning, sometimes later, given how long these games have been going for on occasion. Um, and, you know, even we spoke to Barney just before who said that it's on a good time for the UK. But again, it's not, it doesn't seem to have that love just yet. And I just wonder, it's, it's, it is fascinating because I just anecdotally, again, just speaking to my friends who all play cricket and some of them still do play cricket, um, they see it as a negative of what's happening with, with the IPL and where cricket is going. And I, I just I, I sort of step back from it. I try to wonder why that is. And I feel like the answer is, and maybe I feel a bit like this myself, and I'm in a privileged position where, like, my job is to watch fucking heaps of cricket and then talk about it with my mate on this mm. stupid show. The game is feels like it's being taken away from me with what I grew up with, mm. and like when it was on, and I got to see all the best players come out to to us to Australia, mm. and I got to see all the best players in the world playing formats that I understood and recognised, and I even played in. I barely played any T Twenty cricket because in grade cricket it was barely introduced by the time I finished playing it. Mm. I, I understand the rules of the sport, don't get me wrong, but it just feels like in lots of senses that the game is being taken away from me from what I from what I understood. But now I have a job where I watch the IPL every morning and it's fucking amazing. It is it is so good. And I understand why it's really popular in India because all the best players there, the skills are unbelievable, the fans are crazy, the love for it, the publicity, the energy, the excitement that I've never experienced in cricket before. It happens every night in the IPL. I've never seen a random game between Rajasthan and CSK. I've never seen that in an Ashes game. Mm. I, I feel the Ashes more because of probably colonial past and I have relatives in the UK. I lived there. You lived there. You know, I have, I have some understanding. There's cultural similarities. But I've never f- seen the pageantry and the excitement of what an IPL game brings in any cricket game ever. And it happens every single night in the IPL. Totally. Yeah. I mean, good drive at the top of the table. Uh <laughs> And um, Wade, he hasn't been playing for Gujarat. Bit of a shame. <laughs> Gujarat's top. They're probably a bit ahead of everybody else. There's a real logjam after that. Uh, CSK probably next. And then a whole bunch of teams could make it into third and fourth. Uh, and um, 
been a couple hundreds. Sky's unbelievable. Faf Duplessis is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and um, Mosham is good. Rashid Khan's good. And yeah. uh, and y- it is still impossible to wrap your head around how much love there is for Doni. Like, it is yeah. actually more than Bradman's stuff. If that's possible, I think Australia expresses it in a different way. I don't know if Doni has a P.O. box named after him. Mate, anyway. I'm, not, I'm not even sure, like... Ronaldo going to Man. Saudi Arabia uh, or it, to Madrid or Messi, Messi in Barcelona, maybe. It still blows my mind. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's the, unbelievable. The, the, he, he is like, this stuff gets made into cliche, but he's he's a deity like, yeah. in India. He's yeah. a head, like, okay, you speak a lot of you speak people in India who will be like, look, it's still Sachin first, and it is for me. I mean, ultimately, Donny's overrated, you know, for me, <laughs> which... Which is more a comment on how rated he is because yeah. like, he was great, you know. Someone tweeted the other day saying, like, would you prefer Gilchrist or Donny? I was like, Shut what do you f- mean? Get the <laughs> fuck out of my house. You know? <laughs> fuck are you Seriously? talking about? I'll take folks over Donny. But, you know, that's that's the I story think, of the IPL. The guys, the I'm guys sure the question was first kiss. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Donny farms all year. Yeah. He's made himself an absolute monster. Yeah. And then he comes out and plays between four and nine balls, yeah. strikes at 220, yeah. and it's amazing. And then everyone just wants to talk to him after the game, even if they scored 100 and they were man of the match. So he, he's captain of CSK, and he bats eight. And basically, yeah. when Guy Quad gets out, who opens the batting with Devin Conway, when one of those two gets out, they start <laughs> chanting for Donny, yeah. who's seven wickets away. Exactly. I'm not even joking. What, what I said on the show last week is, like, <laughs> people would cheer in the stadium when he got out for CSK. <laughs> so, thanks. Uh, I'm going to see if I saw a few blokes do that at the MCG as well, yeah. to be fair. Uh, another gun, Jaiswal, he's, he's scored heaps of runs, 21. You'll hear about him um, when he makes it onto the international stage, if international cricket still exists. Yeah, yeah, but yes, yeah. onto, the, onto this uh, other existential thing going on. Right. I don't, like, you know, I think we've talked about this heaps of times and we're going to continue to talk about it. I'm like, I'm personally quite philosophical about it. I think what you say is exactly right. The, the issue a lot of us have about the growth of the IPL isn't so much the tournament in and of itself and the skill. It's about how it's about how it's about how its expansion starts to creep in and overtake and diminish the thing that we grew up with, which is more like, you know, long long form, internationally, mm-hmm. you know, internationally like primary uh, and in the windows of timing like our summer that work for us yes yes right it's like now i'm now i've got a problem with this juggernaut Mm. because it's not what i had and i'm philosophical about it because it just occurred like i'm i'm careful not to start haranguing the thing because it doesn't work for me Mm. on a social and cultural ground because Mm. we ran the show for so many years, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. England ran it, Australia ran it, yep. and we ran it according to our principles. Yep. And then, then India got in charge. Mm-hmm. It organised itself economically. There's a billion of them. And something we've done in the last two years is like go to India a couple of times, mm-hmm. spend more time getting to understand it. And, you know, you you start to bridge some of those differences and those stereotypes that you have for you sure, know, yeah. about, about Indians and you start to develop relationships with people there. Right. Uh, plutonic and commercial. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, um, those an- those dancers at the IPL they've been definitely plutonic. But um, got a couple of gas cookers. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like it is that lie. Like you, you never, you you never hate anyone whose story you know. And I think, yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. In, in the Anglosphere, it's shit word. I think, but. Uh, there's a convenient distance still there at where we don't want to engage with it. But like when you go to India 
you learn that people there, like, they adore cricket mm-hmm. um, far more than most of us, mm-hmm. genuinely. Like, it is a love and a passion and a dedication and an immersion that is – in a lot of cases, far and away above what we are doing here in Australia yep. and what's happening in England. Big time. And if there's one billion of them and their main game is the IPL, you know, who are we? And I mean this openly yeah. like uh, because I don't have the answer to it yet, but like who are we to essentially um, uh, like imply that the way they want to enjoy the game and the way they want to grow the game is uh, – you know, somehow inferior to what the game is. I, right, I feel right. that there is a um, a unspoken or nascent kind of uh, judgment about that. About that, you know, mm. that you don't know mm. how to do cricket the way we want it done. Yeah, and I'm a bit philosophical about it. You know, like I I think that if all these people love the game so much and it's packaged up in a way that is sustainable and lucrative mm-hmm. and it taps into the desires of like the majority of people who like it that way, then it's pretty difficult to argue with. I just have a problem Definitely. when just have a problem like we all do when it is eating into the thing that we love. Yeah, you know? yeah, and yeah. It, but but I, I'm I'm a bit I haven't really worked it out to be honest, but I'm it, I'm a bit like hesitant to commit either way to it. And if people are like, yep. well, you're getting that Indian buns, believe me, we're not. <laughs> you know, like, more than four shows a week yeah. that we were, yeah. Um, I think what's true, but what my truth is, is that I like test cricket more. Yeah, me too. But heaps of people like T20 cricket way more than me. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. and I think about emerging nations, I'm thinking like even the associate nations are already play. I'm thinking PNG, I'm thinking Nepal. Some mm. of the crowds that have turned out for the Nepalese games in Nepal, um, where it's been pissing down with rain, they stay mm. there in stadiums mm. to, to, to hopefully just try and watch their players play cricket. I'm thinking about um, the USA being potentially uh, this this new market uh, to, to sort of commercialise mm. this thing that I love um, as being a, a possible new ex- ex- exploding territory, you know? Um and I think about how test cricket, the thing that I love, really doesn't work for most people who really want to love cricket and mm. do love cricket, but not the format of cricket that I grew up yeah. watching. And now, like that, you probably feel an ownership of as an Anglo guy, connected probably. to the people who invented the game. Yeah, probably. So the people who invent it probably feel some level of custodianship mm. over what it means to play. Mm. Uh, I, I, I just sense that bubbling underneath a lot of the discourse about this stuff. I mean, I think we're going to get into the the ICC um, distribution model of funding and shit where India, you know, makes 38% of it and everyone else is on about (laughs) six at max. And at, like, at best, at, at absolute best, you know, <laughs> the argument being, well, they contribute nine out of nine, you know, dollars out of every ten or whatever the yeah, fuck yeah. it is, ninety cents in the dollar. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is you know small fry. Yeah, 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 uh, and and all that kind of shit. Well, broadly speaking, what 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 maybe I'm talking about is like my problem. My my, my problem isn't with India. I, I, I mean, as I said, the IPL is fucking great, mm. but it's lucky for me because I my job is to watch it. Mm. But um, <laughs> my problem is probably with capitalism. Yeah. yeah, that's that's and I'd probably in, accept the IPL more. I'm not going to have a choice if it didn't start encroaching on things. Now, like Adam Zapp made a great point during that chat just then. It's like after there's a World Cup in India, 50 over World Cup in India, then the 
T20 World Cup is in the USA and the West Indies, I think June next year, June, July next year. After that, there's going to be a fucking mass exodus. I'm mm. not even sure that Steve Smith's going to keep playing for Australia at the end of these ashes. Mm. Like, like he might not. Like, he mm. can find a better deal. His last payday, he's 33, 34. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. But in the meantime, when I'm watching the IPL every morning, I'm like, fuck me, this is awesome. It'd be great. Like, if you're living in India, it'd be great on every night. It is, it is, oh, yeah. it's, it's good shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny with the distribution stuff. It mm. looks real. It looks wrong. You know, it's like, well, that's, that's in it's a monopoly. It's not, yeah, that, yeah. it is a monopoly, yeah. you know, and it's been run that way. And I think there's an interesting social cultural lens to that as well. You know, like, uh, you know, the reality is most cricket fans are in India and they love it. Yeah. And, uh, and if you speak to a lot of Indians, I don't mean to, I can't generalize about everybody there, you know, but like Indians may um, rightly f- have felt ignored and mistreated by a lot of former masters of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, now that they're in charge, probably don't care that much about yeah. their complaints. Yeah. You know, they, they might actually find it a bit rich yeah. uh, that people are complaining about the direction of the game. And I think that's probably, that's probably reasonable like uh, you know we talk about the big three with these um this distribution model i'm looking at this distribution model lane seeing a big three uh i think the key existential yeah. question in cricket is does does india need international cricket right because and that's a concern for me yeah you talk to a lot of indian people the ipl is so big yeah and these franchises now expanding into america south africa uae mm-hmm. what happens with saudi arabia right uh you know is the Indian team that important? You know, is it, it's a it, for for India and mm. for the interests. And I also think that the key um, battleground is not between uh, the BCCI and the ECB and CA. It's the BCCI and the IPL. They're not the same thing. Mm. BCCI get money, gets money from the IPL, yeah. but the IPL franchise owners don't have any dog in the fight when no. it comes. Sorry, they don't have any um, stake in international cricket, mm. so they are buying up that monopoly table as much as possible. Mm-hmm. If there's anything good to say about the BCCI, is at least they have some remit to keep international cricket alive. But I think that's the question, you know, to, to for India as a general polis is mm. like. What is what are you going to do about protecting international cricket? You're in charge. Jay Shah does the finance committee for the ICC. Mm. Is is international cricket important? Mm. You know, because you know I can't answer that question. The the IPL like could be the main game in India all year round. You have one in in America, mm. one in these other countries. Uh, you know, like in, English people like. The England team playing sometimes, yep. but it's the EPL, isn't it? Yeah, really. Yeah, that that's what I think the issue is. It's 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 really it's the BCCI versus the IPL. Feels very similar to the the Premier League against mm. the FA. Yeah, in in, in footballing ten, uh, sense in in the UK. Um, so just on these numbers, uh, I'll just say some numbers, and if they mean something to you, then they do. Mm. Um, so the BCCI stands to earn two hundred thirty million per year. This is all US dollars in the one color. <laughs> two thirty mil greenbacks. <laughs> Uh, per year between 2024 and 2027. That's 38.5% of the ICC's annual earnings, which is 600 million US. The ECB is next with 41 million. That's 6.89%. Then CA is next with 37 million at 6.25. And then the only other one that earns more than 30 million a year is the PCB. I think that's right. Um, and then everyone else. I mean, so, so full members of that 600 million. 
the full members of the test playing nations, etc., they earn five hundred and thirty-two million, um, and and the associate members earn eleven uh, percent, which is eighty-eight million. Um, so this is from ESP and Crick Info. The overall annual figure is based on the estimated earnings of the ICC over three point two billion from the sale of its media rights alone, which recently, for the first time, was sold across five separate regions globally, including the Indian market. The vast bulk of that money has come from the sale of rights in the Indian market, where Disney Star paid just over three billion dollars for four years. So that's where the money comes from. Um, I guess I can <laughs> I can see from India's point, like we make the money. So, uh, what are you talking about? Mm. I can I can see I can see that point. I can see that point. Uh, anything it's, else? No. I, I, yeah. It's. I mean, this is just going to be times ahead. Gonna be, <laughs> it's going to be an ongoing conversation. I think it's. I. I, I just feel like. Uh, the nature of like Australia's sporting cycle means that we watch the footy while this shit happens. That's right. And, and, and as is our want. Yeah. And 100%. then we wake up to the cricket for a bit and we're like, mm. what's doing? Mm. Why are these things happening that mm. aren't, that isn't what used to happen? Mm. Uh, Where should we play a test this year? Yeah, exactly. All right. Hashtag RCGC brought to you by Budgie Smuggler. You know what? It feels really good to have the Budgie sign back up in studio pairs. It's great to have them back in my mm. mouth. To say the words budgie smuggler, yeah, budgiesmuggler.com.au. All right, Ed wrote in, hashtag AskTGC, my best mate, West Indian fan, and I go to visit our other best mate in the south of France. I must add, he is a Frenchman that now likes cricket, but I digress. We flew over to his house, it's a villa with a pool, and we're two working class lads from the north and aren't used to this kind of life. We're enjoying the sun, the pool, the food, and the all-round lifestyle. Quite simply, we're as happy as an Indian pitch curator after the match finishes on day three. <laughs> Around day three, we start to wonder if there is more to the south of France than sun, great food, and nice women who won't even look at us. We do some Googling, and we find the only cricket pitch in the south of France. We rent a car, we drive three hours and take in the scenery with a Slazenger bat in the boot and a good old-fashioned tape tennis ball because, of course, the fucking French don't have a cricket ball in any shop to buy. So we get to the little town and we spend about half an hour or so driving down country lanes and eventually get out and walk down what looks like an abandoned road to find the pitch. It's been abandoned for a good year or two, probably due to the COVID, but luckily it was an artificial pitch and the grass was non-existent thanks to the scorching sun. We set up, tops off, tops off, rigs out, factor 50 on for me, and I almost immediately regret it. I'm facing balls as off I'm facing balls off as six foot two West Indian fast bowler. Okay. A few immediate thoughts come to mind. Am I embarrassing myself here with how many times I'm edging it and then and leaving it? Should I make the Frenchy face the fresh pace? It seems only fair as he's French, right? Okay. Will I look like a beta male when I start bowling some slow, barely turning spin after this? Is it too late to turn around and save myself this embarrassment? Why did I come out here with a West Indian who plays at a decent level? I soon feigned that I went to, uh, that I want to be fair and let everyone have a go at the crease before heat exhaustion kicks in, kicks in and settled to bowling some mediocre spin and watch it get slapped all over the park by the West Indian mate. The only reprieve I got was from a Frenchie who didn't know how to hold a bat. My questions are simply, can I ever face playing with my West Indian mate again? He's asked me to go to the Nets with him in London. Did I get Alfred in this situation? Did I need to play with a harder edge? And why weren't French women into a chubby, bald Englishman who couldn't speak a word of their language? 
Kind regards, Ed. Ah, <clears throat> uh, okay. Well, I mean, this you know this, this is relating back to the Ashes because like there's all this shit about uh, you know some things change in cricket and some and some things stay the same. Right. And y- you can smell like a, a, a beta English cuck. Oh yeah, well, you know from oh. a mile off. Oh my god! I mean, okay, yeah. chubby bald. Uh, you know, I, I don't need to go there, but I mean, I, 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 I don't know what to say really about. Hasn't this. he just gone to France and played cricket? Gone to France and played like he's gone to France and gone to find a cricket south of France yeah. at that. Yeah, and gone to find a cricket pitch to face a West Indian. Yeah, and then with his top off. Yeah. And then, then being like, this guy's better than me. What what should I do? Yeah. I mean, why are you... What, what are you doing? What are you fucking doing, mate? Yeah, go to the Grand Prix in Monaco. You're in the south of France. So you probably hopped on him in your yacht. That's it. <laughs> Head down to Nice. Bastille Day. Who? Fireworks. <laughs> Who the fuck has back? a Slazenger <laughs> back at their car in the south Is of it, France? It, yeah. And then go to a shop to get a tennis ball. Bit of, bit of tape on that. Hoop, get around corners. Is there a pitch knocking about? Why am I taking my top off with a six foot two West, West Indian, Indian around, steaming in? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you fucking doing in France? Why are you doing that in France? Fucking hell. I mean, no wonder women wouldn't talk to you. Yeah. With a slussinger. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, and what does he mean? Should I make the Frenchie face the fresh pace? Yeah. Who says fresh pace? Who says there's Frenchie? A fucking, there's a fucking lot of things this guy's got to have a look at. <laughs> Sorry. Pez, we asked for visceral minutes and also getting your visceral minutes. What's the website, Pez? Uh, speakpipe.com forward slash TGC. I think there's also a link on our Instagram. Uh, and if there's not, I'll and get Twitter. that sorted today. Um, but, uh, and also getting your hashtag RCDCs into the email or into, uh, yeah, get into the get into the email. If you're on Patreon, of course, you know where to do it. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Great Cricketer. Should we do, listen to the uh, one, uh, yeah, it, one, get, one, get one visceral, visceral minute? Get your visceral minutes in and mm-hmm. you might uh, turn up on the show like this guy. Would you rather have Chris Martin's batting ability <laughs> and Faftu Plessy's rig or Samit Patel's rig and Steve Smith's batting ability? Bash. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What? what? What was that noise at the end? Is Bush. that a, is that a northern thing? Yeah. Bash. Is he vomiting? Also, he didn't give me context for in like in what context would I prefer? This was submitted by somebody who called himself a ginger century. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's pretty easy for me. It's it's Faf's rig. It's Faf for yeah. my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the doors that opens. Yeah. The doors that would open for my life outstrips any so already, runs that Steve Smith makes. Yeah. Also, with that rig, you're making international cricket teams and first name of the team. And shit. Chris Martin's batting ability. Presumably, I'm Chris Martin, so I've played a couple of tests yeah. as well, opening the bowling, probably a couple of spells, or even yeah. just you know, uh, sort of get frightened people in New Zealand first class cricket. Mm. Get off the field. I've got Faf's rig. I'm going to work. Mm. I'm going to work. Mm. You know what my answer is, Pez? I didn't become a little bit of a slag. <laughs> I became a total slag. <laughs> Wait, I would, I would actually do that if I had Faf's ring. So can you, can you, can you, can you play that again? I didn't become a little bit of a slag. I became a total <laughs> slag. Ah, it's great to be back on the main podcast. We'll see you guys on the internet next week. Cheers. Don't you slack.